0: You got it like done Rodeo Radio. Hey, Tony, drop that. What, please?
1: I bet. Dr. Trey in the place to be. co rocking shit with my homeboy Steve. After Rhodium, get stupid, dumb. Yo think that you can get none of tray? The motherfucking doctor, the bitch hop up The sucker motherfucking stop up I'm fucked up, so don't mind what I'm saying I'm just kicking it with Steve, Tony, yeah, yeah, Susan, yo, we should choose it. Don't shit to put in the mix, you know what I'm saying? We kick shit like and and Call That's a fact, and if your shit ain't in the mix, you know it's whack And that ain't no bullshit I'm kicking facts on a serious
0: tip. Word up Doctor trades in full effect, doing serious damage. Boy.
2: Welcome back, everybody, to Rodium Radio, episode 149, and I am your host, Tony The Wizard, and I want to thank everybody for tuning in, everybody on the live chat, and those of you that are not even on the live chat but have just liked, subscribed, commented, or whatever, happy Resurrection Sunday. Some people say happy Easter. I'm cool with that, too, but I don't believe in the bunny, okay, so I don't believe a bunny lays eggs, so, uh, but with that being said, happy Resurrection Sunday. Um, other than that Just a couple of announcements Before I introduce My very special guest of the night um, Ads Once again Some of you have been Hitting me up for ads Some of you hit me up Through the email uh, gmail.com, Or some people Have been hitting me up in the DM If you try to reach me On Facebook I'll be honest with you On Facebook I usually just post And I get out try to hit me on the email rodentradio at gmail.com or 90% of the time I'm more active on Instagram than I am on any other platform. So hit me on Instagram at uh, Tony the Wizard on Instagram. And um, once again, for those of you that are still asking about submitting uh, music RodanRadio at gmail.com and we will get to you eventually. Uh, but the ads, once again, the ads, uh, uh, we're going to be playing the other ads during the breaks, so a one minute ad. And just a quick reminder, whenever you send an ad, if you have a new album out or you have a, a business or something you want to promote, please do not play any music. That's one of, one of the requirements that we tell you. If you want to find out more details, go to Documixery forward slash ads or just go to documixery.com and look at ads and it'll pop up everything from $100 to $300 to $500 depending on how many ads you want to buy. It's better if you show your video or a flyer and you do a voiceover where you promote your album, where people can reach you, where people can email you, etc. So other than that, submit your music. Once again, Freaky Tales every other Friday. So not this Friday coming up, but the next Friday, subscribe to Freaky Tales uh, um, on YouTube freaky tales podcast or you can follow us at freaky tales podcast on instagram as well and we're going to have a future uh different guests okay i know a lot a lot of you guys like the pelvic sorcerer but uh we're going to give the pelvic sorcerer a little break okay so he'll be back soon other than that documentary.com if you guys want to buy merch hats beanies uh tank tops whatever documixery.com so that's enough of that so without further ado let me go ahead and introduce my very special guest of the night all the way from the city of oxnard big tank
1: hey how's everybody doing
2: today today is a great day bro. great day great day and you know what you're wearing the right hat yep cowboys all the way <laughs> <laughs> now, now you know what now let me ask you this because i know uh i don't know if they stopped already but for a while every year the cowboys go to oxnard yeah okay and they, they practice there okay right before preseason um but are, are they still are they still um open for that still over there or did they, did they open up their training camp already in texas
1: they opened up their training camp in texas yeah
2: yeah, yeah. so if you didn't see them was nemo that so, sucks too you know it was,
1: yeah it, it was, does it was tight when they were there like.
2: uh, I, I got to see jason winton in person you know uh des brian of course all the mm-hmm. greats you know uh dak you know well romo yeah you know and Dude, some, some of those dudes Are huge bro Yeah bro Huge <laughs> Monsters man. Yeah man So I stayed at the I want to say it was I think it's at the embassy Where they stay at Yeah They just told me You can't ask for no autographs That you know? that,
1: that, that hotel has a lot of freaky tales For reals?
2: <laughs> Well, Oh, oh shit uh, I guess I'm going to have to Bring you back with freaky tales man <laughs> That'll work man So you know what Now let me ask you this um, How did you spend your Easter Your resurrection Sunday bro?
1: Oh, man, I spent it uh, with my family. All my family came over today. Um, we barbecued, and I spent it behind the grill, bumping corridos, old school, oldies, you know, going through my pay- playlist, some hip-hop, you know, That'll some work. 90s hip-hop.
2: That'll work, man. So so, so so, what did you have lamping on the grill? I had carne
1: asada. I had burgers and hot dogs. No shit. Sounds yeah, good, man. And It was good, man. Sounds I was good, behind man. the grill all day, man, those burgers, um, you know when the when uh when you put the burgers on the grill and the oil starts leaking down you get that fire I start pouring water on it all the smoke was just in my face i was like wow oh shit but it's all for the family so everybody can eat man that's what yeah. makes me happy when everybody else is happy you
2: know A- absolutely absolutely you know what um i, I just had me some carne asada i had me some chicken uh rice beans potato salad macaroni salad yeah and i had a big ass plate and before you know it dude i was like falling into going into a food coma you know <laughs> i was like oh shit i gotta take a damn at least an hour nap so Man. so yeah. this
1: was- i mean i kept it light i had a um everybody had buns and and all that stuff but i don't i don't need that stuff I, I do keto so i had a lettuce wrap with chicharrones and that was it was a, a wrap. lettuce
2: wrap which i made a
1: double double stack burger put lettuce wrap fried my onions some chicharrones and I was good.
2: Okay, you know, now for those that may not know, what exactly is the keto? Keto is basically no
1: carbs. So everything a mexicano likes, you can't have it, which is tortillas, rice, beans, fries, um, bread, uh, anything that has carbs in it, you can't have Yeah,
2: it. yeah. Well, you know what? Uh when there was a time where I was eating like 90 percent healthy, okay. Mm-hmm. And of course on the cheat days you cheat like hell. Um but I'll tell you what, it's, it's a hard lifestyle. It has to be a lifestyle. Yeah. Because, you know, forget all of that shit about, well, I'm just on a diet. No, because what's going to happen is you're really starving yourself. By the time you lose those 30 pounds and you you, you think you look great in that new dress, you're going to... go back up. Yeah. And
1: it's happened to me several times. I've lost 100 pounds, I believe, four times, four or five times in my life, bro. And I've always fought with my weight. It's like I look at food and just... <laughs> I swear, I'm like man. It's it, it's in my blood. It's the Mexican genes or something. Right, right, right. Le, le luchador, you know? yeah, luchador exactly. is always big. It's just man. I look at food, I blow up. So keto really keeps me at bay. Right, I mess around here and there. Like if mm-hmm. my kids get fries or or my wife is eating something, I like some chips with some salsa. I'll get a few here and there just right. for my taste buds. Right, but it keeps me at bay cuz if right. I didn't do that man I'd be a lot bigger than what I am right you, now
2: You know what man one thing that I'm thankful for because my kids even got it I have a really fast metabolism even at my age bro like I have a really fast metabolism Oh
1: man you're blessed bro
2: Yeah dude I can eat whatever I can eat horse knuckles and I won't gain shit on me
1: Man it'll take me
2: like 6
1: months just to lose like 30 40 pounds but in 2 days I could <laughs> gain that In a day I could gain that bro like just like that I'm just like man what's up it's it's hard it's been rough for me but keto has really helped me bro so yeah that's what i ate i had a lettuce wrap all right and my family i like it and wrap. that made me happy bro.
2: You, you know what now let me say this and I, I don't want people to say it like oh you're just a hater if you want to get healthy and eat healthy you basically have to cut out mexican food
0: yeah
2: you know yeah. like like no more like uh, uh chile verde pork meat yeah. a lot of fried food you know uh uh arroz, you know, or whatever, sopa, whatever. We gotta cut See, a lot but of it. on
1: keto, I can have that. Okay. It, it's it's like you have pork, uh, you can have meat, uh, fruits. You can't have any fruits except for strawberries, raspberries, cranberries, and stuff like really? that. Really? Yeah. But, it, it, you know, it keeps you at bay. And then tortillas, there's a... Man, they better pay me for this or send me some <laughs> Mr. Tortilla. They're one-carb tortillas. One-carb. One-carb, so I eat a few of those, like for tacos, you know? And it tastes like Regular, there's no difference. Oh wow! Or like if there's a taquero at a at at, a, at the party, right? The taqueros there. I tell me, homie, check it out. Uh, put some cheese, grill it, and then just throw the meat on top of it. He's like, no tortilla, I'm like no tortilla, and he makes a tortilla out of cheese, folds it, and I eat that.
2: That's dope.
1: I find a way around it. You know, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. It keeps me at bay. You find a loophole. Yeah, or else I'll be. Big, big boy. Yeah, yeah, man. I'll be Big Pun
2: style. Big Pun. <laughs> <laughs> big
1: time. And big it's time. happened. It's happened. You know, you can see in some of my videos. You can see my weight is always fluctuating.
2: Do you ever look back at one of the videos like, damn? Yeah, all the time.
1: And then I look at where I'm like a lot lighter and then super big and then medium. It's just, I've always, it's been a roller coaster for me. Okay. Always fighting with my weight.
2: Okay. You know what? Today being Sunday, a lot of people being at home, uh, celebrating, enjoying the day uh driving from oxnard was there uh how was it was, was there a lot of traffic at all
1: not at all i got here pretty fast exactly what the gps said it got me right right here around time i just w- ran into a little bit of traffic by like calabasas but not much it was only like five minutes and after that just 70 the whole way i mean 65 yeah right <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> that'll work man so so you know what where originally are you from like where were you raised at
1: born and raised in oxnard bro born, born and raised in oxnard, oxnard california
2: that's dope, man. Yeah. I, I, like Oxnard. I know it's kind of small and there really isn't much to do. You know, every time we've done shows out there, we've always stayed at the Marriott right off the freeway. Mm-hmm. Like when you, when you're going towards Oxnard. Oh, for
1: rice, I believe that's on yes. rice. Yeah. Well, we
2: stayed there and uh, I saw a dude get smoked there one time, dude. Yeah. Like right outside. But, um, I went to this one spot out there and they had a dope Marisco's restaurant. I don't know the name of it, but I used to go there several times. Probably, uh
1: Uh, Cabo or
2: probably, I I don't know the name of it, but a good Marisco spot. I, I love Marisco. Or one of
1: those spots. Right,
2: right. So, so now, you know what? Um, let me ask you this. You being raised in, uh, um, in Oxnard, man, share with us. I usually go into detail and I ask people different questions, sometimes the same question because everybody has a different story. Mm. But I want you to share your story, man you know uh, uh, as far as where did music begin for big tank Oh, man
1: music began began for me uh from my older brother uh, my older brother would listen to uh NWA uh Run-DMC uh uh RBL Posse and I would get his tapes I was and and my parents are from Mexico so I was first um I was first, first generation, generation chicano so I wasn't allowed to hear rap. Right. So I would grab my brother's tapes, sneak with his radio into the restroom and listen to everything. And I just loved rap from a young age and was able to mesmer- memorize the music from beginning to end. And that's where it started, where it really took me to another level was in 92 um, at the LA Coliseum at a low rider car show. Um my cousin had a lowrider in the car show, and my brother took me with him. And uh, my brother's like, "Man, let's go see the concert!" And we went to the concert. I seen Young Bucks. Uh, I seen I seen MC Boulevard. Um, I seen Mellow Manace, and then I seen Frost. And when I seen Frost come out, I think that was it for me. When I heard La Raza, they just just hearing that, and me being knowing that I'm you know. I'm Raza too, yeah. And to see somebody else that's the same as me uh, on stage, and, and the whole arena just erupted when this is for La Raza, and you hear the right man, everybody went crazy. I'm a 12 year old kid, and that's when I said I want to be like him. Yeah. One day I want to be like him, and that's when I started freestyling. But when I started, it was it was it was funny, you know, Brown Pride and Chicano and and all that, right? Um. That's where it originated, but where it changed for me is a couple a couple years after that. Um, I started listening to uh, East Coast rap. Okay. So my whole demeanor changed, my flow, everything
2: changed. What, what? 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 Why was that? Is it because you just heard different styles?
1: I felt a certain way about Chicano rap at that time. Like when after I'm hearing certain cats that were coming out at that time, I was like, man, like. We're much more bigger than that, you know, at that time.
2: What was it? like? Okay, and I'm glad you said it. we're much more bigger than that. What was it that you saw that maybe rubbed it the wrong way or you didn't like it? Maybe the direction it was going?
1: Just the the music. I wasn't feeling the music. Me, personally, I wasn't feeling the music anymore. I was like, man, this, this is, you know, comparing it to East Coast and, like, Dr. Dre and Snoop, it just wasn't the same as... As, as that, you know what I mean. So I started just focusing and listening to East Coast and 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 like I said, Snoop and uh, and Dre and dissecting everything the way they're saying it, the cadence, uh, um, the metaphors, the East Coast metaphors. You know how many how many rhyme patterns they put together. You know how many syllables they could put in a rhyme at a young age. Wow, putting it together. And I just started. Rapping that way, like a little different,
2: you know? You you know, I'm going to ask you three questions, okay? And we'll, we'll, we'll come back to your story. Since you like listening to a lot of East Coast, I usually ask this question because it kind of gives me an idea or it gives the public a a better picture of your lyrical background. For an example, give me your top five groups from the East Coast that you like. They they don't have to be in order, but let's just say, just give me five dope groups that you like to listen to. Number one, big pun. Okay.
1: I was a, a huge fan of Big Pun. I'll go back to why. Okay. On that one, Big Pun. Uh, uh, Onyx. Uh, of course, Biggie. Um, Jay Z. And um, The Locks. And DMX and all and Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so on and so forth. There's a lot of them. Right. Mob Deep. Dope, dope. They definitely love Mob Deep, you know? Okay. I love Mob Deep. I used to listen to them all the time. So going back to Pun. Um, I went to a hip-hop show. I must have been like 16 years old. I went to a hip-hop show in uh, uh, another city called Santa Paula, and yep. it was called the 805 uh, Breakdown or something like that. And uh, I went to a show. There was a local artist performing. That was dope, but they give out a mixtape, and it had a, a big puns beware on it. Hmm. I had never heard a big pun. So on the way back home, um, me and my homies were listening to it, and that song comes on, and then he starts rapping a little bit in Spanish. I say, Yo, he lat- he's Latino. That's when I went crazy. I was like, Oh, we have another Latino. So that's when I started studying Big Pun a lot. I'm Whoa. a big fan of his.
2: Awesome, man. Rest in peace, Big Pun. Rest in peace. Now, top five West Coast artists NWA. So that's. Pretty much, <laughs> oh, right? Right,
1: because you know, the, 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 all right. Tree <laughs> the tree grows from there. The tree goes from there. You got Dre, eazy uh, uh, um, Dr. Dre, uh, Yellow, um, of course, Snoop. I like Sly Boogie, Hell he's yeah. dope. Um, uh, who else, bro? I mean, there's so many of them. Uh, Chino Excel is another dope one, he's from the West Coast. I don't, he, I know he's, uh, yeah. East Coaster But he lives out in Oxnard Yeah um, And that's pretty much My, my okay. tree I really like to listen to rap Like if I listen And I want to hear What you're saying Like I want to be able to d- I have to decipher your flow Yeah And I think sometimes I think I might have been ahead of my time Because you had to always Decipher my flow And I still do it You know Right, right. Like my first rap I was 16 years old And uh, I'll kick a couple bars and Yeah goes, go for it there ain't no question I'm coming lethal like an ejection You can't conquer my lyrical perfection As a rap president I've been elected From my unpredictable methods Expect the unexpected My metaphors are manufactured Hard to capture Bring the rapture Leave your skull fractured Wow I was 16 years old when I wrote that Yeah That was like one of my first like Lyrical raps you know it, 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 Now Now <laughs> Or 16-year-old. I I I, mean, that's 1996. That was the flow back then, you know? Yeah. A 16-year-old kid rapping like that. That's
2: dope, man. Now, what was the response you were getting when you were busting like that?
1: Oh, man. I mean, we're the only only Mexican in a cipher. And it was, yo. Because when they see me, they're like, what's this this cholo kid going to do? Right, 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 right. And then they hear me flow, and they're like, what? And this is in 96, you know?
2: Wow. Top five Chicano rappers.
1: Uh, Frost, off the top. Slow Pain. I really like Slow Pain. Okay. Uh, Little Uno, he's sick with it. My homegirl, Dianne Queen of the West. Okay. She's definitely sick with it. And let me see. Who else we got? Someone that could spit. I'm being picky with it, bro. It's okay. It's okay. Let me think.
2: It's okay. Uh, We had a guy here uh, Wednesday, uh, Any Means, okay? I was going
1: to say Any Means. He's dope. Okay. I Uh, got a song. We actually did a
0: record together.
2: That's good. That's good, man. reason why I bring it up is because he said this, and I believe it's true, okay? Say that there's a person that maybe I don't like personally, but... If I know they got talent, bro, I can't take that away from them. No? No, I can't. I, I got to say, you know what? We might have bumped heads, but that guy is fucking talented, bro.
1: I, I'm that type of person, bro. If you're sick, I'm going to give you props. I, right. I won't I won't hate on you. But, and that's the problem sometimes in Chicano rap, that too many of us hate on each other. Like, oh, that fool, whatever. Like, no, homie, if he's tight, give him props. Yeah you know props is do what props is do. right if, if the dude can spit and he has good music then give him props
2: right and, and, and to finish off what i was saying he had mentioned that um there's a lot of rappers out there that never really show him any love and i think to a certain extent it is very very true because i do believe that god can spit yeah and he said but i'm just gonna say it i believe that i'm one of the top five and you know, I mentioned them and you said, okay, I have to agree. Yeah. You know, there's other guys out there, uh, Infinite. Uh, um, I interviewed him here. He, and it means gave him props. But you know what? I don't have any problems, man, with uh, with uh, giving people their dues.
0: Yeah.
2: Let me give you an example, okay? I mentioned it Wednesday and I'm going to mention it again. Me and the rapper uh, from San Diego, a guy named Nida, we bumped heads, mm-hmm. okay? Prior to bumping heads, I did an interview with my boy, Lucky, from uh, Hoodstocks mm-hmm. and he asked me a question, who do you think is the best Chicano rapper or Chicano rap artist you've ever heard? And I'm going to be 100, okay, because I have to be a man of my word when I say I got to give people their, their props. And you know who was the first person that came to my mind? It was Night Owl. And I said, I think Night Owl. he goes, really? And I said, yeah, man, that guy was sick that guy had a flow I said that I had never heard before now maybe we're not on good terms right now do I still feel that way? yeah I still do because I'm not gonna take that away from him. I think they were a group,
1: right? Him, Little Uno, and I forgot who else, Aslan, something.
2: I, I'm not I'm not sure on that Yeah, right. they
1: were but, uh, but
2: but that just goes to show that I give props what props is do, bro. Yeah. So but please finish your story because I know you were right in the middle. You heard Big Pun. He inspired you off of that cassette or C D you told me. Mm. And we were talking about your story, you know. So
1: um from there, you know, um my childhood friend was uh, Fernando, ferocious Fernando Vargas, which he ended up being my manager at one point, which was like in 97. And he took uh, took me and this group I was in called Locura Terminal. He took us to a, a million dollar studio and now, we're recording on Real to Reels. Now, and they're talking about you better get it in one take.
2: <laughs> now, really quick, we're, we're talking about Fernando Vargas, the world famous boxer.
1: Yeah, my okay. child, like, we grew up in the same neighborhood together. I mean, I've known him since elementary on. Um, and he's always been been the homie, you know what I mean? He placked me, Tank. Okay. So that's where my name came from. Okay. It's from him. You
2: know? uh, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I used to be a big, uh, well, I am a, a Fernando Vargas fan. You know, I, the, way, the reason why I say I used to be because he doesn't box no more. Mm-hmm. But... When he fought Trinidad and he got knocked down in the first round, yeah. everybody's fucking heart dropped, bro. Oh, yeah. You know, everybody's Man, heart dropped. But, and do you remember, did you remember meet Sinful? Yeah. Because remember he used to open up? Actually, uh, Sinful, uh,
1: we started a group called the Coast Guards and we recorded like two songs, which was uh, the Mexicans, us, Locura Terminal, uh, this guy named Avalanche, his cousin's greedy struggle, and we, we recorded uh, like two songs out I, I don't remember what they went like or what but this was back then right before in that era of 96 97 98 right. you know
2: yeah oh that's dope man shit maybe you could hook me up with Fernando when we can get an interview did he still stay out there or no
1: no he's in Vegas actually he's out oh, okay. of Vegas okay. yeah
2: because I would love to talk boxing bro I lo- I'm a student of boxing I oh, love man. fucking boxing bro and
1: that's where my boxing comes from from him you know because being around that like he took me to camp with him to lose weight uh-huh. you know, the first time I lost 100 really? pounds was with him. He took me to camp, man. He didn't let me slip. Like You better not eat that. And don't eat that. And come on, we're going to go run. The first day we went to Big Bird, like, all right, we're going to do a three-mile run. I was like, fool, I ain't never ran in my life. <laughs> and I swear I got like about 10 feet, and I just started throwing up because, you know, the high altitude. Right. You're 12,000 right. feet up there. I just felt my lung capacity. I was just like done. I was throwing up everywhere. Wow. But then little by little. I built my stamina and I was in the gym. He made me box. He made me spar. Uh, he made me do everything he was doing. That's dope, man. So I could lose weight. He like helped me out during that time when he was in camp, when right before you uh, fought for his uh, world title with Yori Boy Kampas. Matter of fact, that was my first time doing a show was for him walking him into the ring, live on HBO at the Trump Taj Mahal for that Yori Boy Kampas do, fight, do that still, was me rapping.
2: Do you still have that video or anything like that?
1: Nah, nobody has that video. And and when we're coming into the ring rapping, you can hear it in the background, but they have the uh, the camera on Yori Boy Campas.
2: Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, what
1: you can hear is in the background. You know, but there's
2: pictures of us coming into the ring with them. That's dope. Because I used to, back then, everything was VHS. We used, I used to VHS every fight, mm-hmm. whether it was De La Hoya, whether it was uh, uh, este, uh, uh, Fernando Vargas, whether it was Chavez, whatever. But one thing I will say that, My opinion, and I will tell Fernando this, okay? I don't know the politics about boxing. I just know boxing. I still believe he was one year away from facing Trinidad when he fought him. I still thought he could have waited a little bit longer. I think so, too. And I think uh, there was stuff
1: going on uh, behind the scenes. Mm Mm-hmm. Where the promoters, I think they rushed them in. They didn't want to lose that money. That's that, that's what I'm thinking. You know, that's what I'm. Thinking. Had they waited one year, I think. Oh man. Yeah, I think he would have. I think them he would have won that fight regardless, though, because he got that low blow. Yeah. That low blow was on purpose. Yeah. Oh, Trinidad is it was an ex, experienced fighter at the time. He knew what was coming. He was like, oh right. man. He yeah. gave him that low blow a couple times on purpose because that slows a boxer down, no matter. You you never really fully recovered from that. I, that that's like in ear.
0: Yeah, you know?
2: like, yeah. Um. Uh, I'll mention this and then and then we'll pick it up right where you left off. If anybody watched the Pernell Whitaker Chavez fight, okay, uh-huh. everybody said uh, Chavez lost. Look at how many low blows Pernell Whitaker gave Chavez. Yeah, he knew Chavez was coming for him every time, and it was right in his damn balls. Mm-hmm. Every time. And you know what? You'll take the points. Yeah, you'll, you'll take the points, but the damage is already done, bro. Yeah,
1: you're slowing them down. It's yeah. the dirty tricks. It's like in boxing. When you're boxing, you hear yeah. them saying, chop them down like a tree. That means you're going to the body constantly. Bam, bam, bam. Body, body up. And then right. you come to the top of the head. But you want to dig in that body because the arms are here. And then all of a sudden, you just see the arms <laughs> dropping little by little. And that's when those head punches. Yes, come. yes. The like knockout usually comes because the body... you it hurts when you get hit to the yeah. body you start dropping your elbow and you're like oh man i want to get hit there again yeah. or if you get a liver shot dude that's like i know like a brain freeze like you know when you, you eat something real real cold <laughs> and it hurts right here in your brain but imagine that through your whole body and your spine and your, your whole body yeah imagine that feeling through your whole body when you get a liver shot. that's what it feels i love like.
2: talking boxing bro. But, but you know what <laughs> let's finish up your story brother so uh you come out you do this that was your first show or should i say your first performance yeah nervous
1: oh i was heckin nervous bro and i was a little <laughs> kid i was like what 18 years old right i was so, 18 years old when that happened what, what happened? next i believe 98 so next um we uh recorded a demo we recorded a demo and um From there, we got picked up by this company, uh, El Original de la Sierra. He had a a company called Z Records. And we went out there. They called us into the studio because they were doing a compilation with Sony Records.
2: Okay. Um,
1: And this was right before Aquid and everything. This is like right around the time when uh, Musica Urbana was about to just kick off. Aquid, I think, was a couple months before they they came out. We were were working in the studio on that uh, compilation. So um we ended up getting signed to the label. This is when we you, you know got a over a hundred thousand dollars uh bo- signing bonus. That's dope. We dropped that um Then Univision wanted it. Yeah. they heard the album. They said we want it, add a few more songs. So we went back to the drawing board. Univision bought them out and they gave us a, a, a signing bonus. So then we dropped an album through uh, Univision with Fono Visa Plus. Okay, and and this was you and who else again? Locura Terminal. Okay, it was me and two other two other two other partners. Okay. they're brothers. They're still doing it. They got their own uh, record label called Terminal Records. Mm-hmm. And uh, from there we did that. We t- we toured. We did La TV, CTV. Uh, we sold out the House of Blues. All the Ur- the Urbano movement. Yeah, we did. We all did it together, which was like Sinfonía. Uh, Abusivo uh, 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 um, Acquid, um JP like everybody that, yeah. um, David Rolas I mean yeah it's all we we're all in the same circle and we all work together and we sold out the House of Blues on our own we we're doing the Key Club Viper Room all the LA venues you know, right 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 and um,
2: from there um, uh, outside of California uh, did, how, how well did that record do Like, let's just say Texas or, you know, whether it's Colorado or. Uh, I
1: think it did, it did good. And we still get royalty checks from it. Um, Uh We signed with this uh, publishing company called Pure Music Publishing and they actually got it on a video game called 25 The Life. It's pretty dope. It's kind of like Grand Theft Auto, Uh right? But our music comes on. You're, you're breaking out of jail in Cali to try and go across the border to get through mexico and and make it you know and then you gotta fight with federales so when you cross the border our music would come on
3: because it was
1: all in spanish it was uh no shit yeah and our music would come on i mean on that record was uh guru uh 50 cent jada kiss all their music was in there too with our music
2: wow that's dope man
1: and uh also pure they got us on like um commercials in spain and japan and stuff like that with our music so it was pretty cool. It did all right, you know? Okay. But when reggaeton came out, we tried to tell them, like, hey, okay, we have to adjust now. I, right. I, I'm not really feeling it. That's not my cup of tea, but we're going to have to adjust to to live because it's going to take over if you let them. Right. And it did. It did, yeah. And they weren't, they weren't understanding that. We we're like, we need a little bit more money uh, uh, for this record. We need a bigger bonus because we need to get, like, a daddy Yankee. It's in our hands. Machete is the sister company to universal right which they're universal too i mean it's just a phone call away making these things happen so we could collaborate and make it bigger than what it is you know right Mix urbano reggaeton somehow some way you know right and they weren't doing it so then our managers asked for you know breach of contract and all that good stuff long story short we did a record on our own and um put it out uh distributed through EMI Lion, which was called
2: criminología and that okay. one did pretty good too so this would be considered your second album then
1: yeah second album your
2: first one with the group and was this still with the group still with the group uh, are these two albums still available for people to purchase or go listen to
1: yeah one's called infierno a la gloria and the other one's called criminología it's still available still online
2: okay okay here's what we're going to do we're going to go ahead and press pause right there we're going to come right back after a 10 minute break Uh and we're going to pick up because there's a song that i want to talk about that you did with frost okay it's actually i think something different than i believe than from what you have done before and that's what caught my attention so okay everybody uh once again uh we're going to go ahead and take a 10 minute break so make sure you call somebody take somebody slap the shit out of somebody let them know that big tank from mocks in the motherfucking building we'll be back 10 minutes Welcome back, everybody, to Rodeo Radio episode 149 on this Resurrection Sunday. And uh, we're going to go ahead and jump right into it with Big Tank from Oxnard, representing the Cowboys all day. All day, every day. Just in case you guys didn't know, I'm a big-time Cowboys fan, too. Hello. Hello. If you don't know, you better ask somebody. Yeah. This year's
1: going to be a good year.
2: You know what, man? I've been saying this year's going to be a good year for years. (laughs) We
1: just keep saying it, bro. It's going to happen.
2: It's going to happen, right? (laughs) Yeah. We're speaking it into existence. That's
1: it. Speak it into existence and it shall pass, you know?
2: okay <laughs> <laughs> well I believe in my team of course you know yeah so now okay we talked about you open your first show was opening up for Fernando Vargas walking him to the ring when he fought you with boy compass yeah remember yeah. then after that um you got signed mm-hmm. you released the record you guys left that record label you released the record independently uh-huh. let's pick it up from there
1: okay so we re- uh, we released that record independently through EMI Latin, and uh, it did good. Uh-huh. And um, from there, we put out a mixtape with DJ Warrior. Okay. And um, it did good on the street. We started uh, selling out of the trunk. We had a van uh, with our album wrapped on it. Uh, I had uh, four twelves in it, it. Had flat screens all over it. We would open it. The doors had all the uh, flat screens, and we had videos, so we would show the videos and we'd go like to the Marquetas, the swamis no shit old school you know when you you know old school pop and there was like a, a a crew of us we'd all jump out the van um whoever wasn't from from the group pretty much everybody making money if if you sell the record for 10 you get to keep 5 give us back 5 so everybody was making money. Yeah, everybody yeah, was hustling. Yeah. You just see everybody scattered like roaches. <laughs> hey, with the CD, we do three for twenty. We were just flipping them, right? And we sold close to thirty some thousand out the trunk. Really, records. And um, man, you don't see that now, you know? No, no, of course not. Everything's course viral.
2: Not. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, during the break, you were telling me because I think it's worth noting that. You should share this, because nobody's going to share your story like the way you shared. Mm-hmm. You were sharing that you went on tour with certain acts. And uh, can, can you uh, elaborate a little bit on that?
1: Yeah, I went on tour with uh, Evie Queen, uh, with ceiling Yandel, Daddy Yankee. Around that time, when we were talking about um, reggaeton coming in, when Musi, right. Musi Arbana was popping, and then reggaeton came. So around that time, I was working with this artist named Rigo Luna. He was a singer. OK. So, um, And I've always been a writer, bro. So I wrote the song for him. And I rap on it, and it happened to be his single. So he was the opener for that tour, and I was coming along with it. We did the Universal Amphitheater. We did uh, the big theater in San Francisco and all through California with them. I just thought it was it was awesome, bro. When I did the Universal Amphitheater uh, at the age I was at, I was like, dang, mama, I made it. Right, <laughs> you right. You know, when I came out there and I see the whole crowd, I'm like, what the heck? just going crazy like man I'm just this kid from Oxnard look at me now you know yeah and that was just part of what was about to you know just destiny bro you know how you say everything falls in place it's just destiny so I started writing a lot bro and I started writing my own music
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: I had always worked with Down aka Kilo
2: yeah you know what uh you you mentioned that now share your relationship with him because I know he's from Oxnard as well yeah okay
1: so basically with him is um he had a studio back home in the hood. So I'm this young fifteen year old kid. My first time ever actually recording was in his in his little studio, you know what I mean? The A Uh uh back then it was, it was the A you know what I mean? And we just had a relationship, him and East Side Click and all the homies. We had that relationship already, but we were all everywhere and we were um selling our music to uh Familia Records, I believe.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And making our little money like that, you know, because homie would give us money for one song. And back then, we thought it was a lot, like 300 bucks. Oh, we made 300 bucks for a song. Right, right. And we were 16, 16, 18, 20-year-old kids, you know? So Lean Like a Cholo popped off, and I was doing solo projects. I started writing a lot, and I started recording whole songs by myself because one verse wasn't enough for me anymore. I started growing right and one day down's like hey come to my crib i need help with a song he knew i was writing so i went over there and slow pain is there and they're kicking and smoking so we started smoking the blunt in the in the garage and um down's like hey well let me hear what you've been recording so i showed him my songs and slow pain looked at him and said dude i don't know what you're waiting for sign this guy go take him so then i started touring with him and in the middle of a set, I would do my song. Fingers produced it. Uh, it was featuring Lala. And in the middle of down set, I would do my song. And then we do Nina Cacholo. And we toured everywhere, all the low-rider car shows. I mean, we How were was there, that, man? Oh, man. Living out of hotels. It was awesome, bro. Was <laughs> living the dream, you know? What, what more could I ask for, you know?
2: Right, right. So you said living out of hotels. Basically. Yeah. I remember that, bro. I did all my traveling, mostly in the uh, all of the 90s. Yeah. So by the time the 2000s hit, I was pretty much, I was done, bro. I didn't want to do anymore. anymore. Uh, I think the last time I I uh, did tours was 96 to maybe like 98, you know? And uh, I did it with all like the Chicano rappers. Before that, it was with, just with Quick, second to nine AMG, high C. Mm-hmm. That's who I was doing everything with. But uh, it's funny because I, I got to tour, if you will, with the black side of music and then the Chicano side of music. That's awesome. You know? I will say this. The only difference is this black music the venues are always bigger yeah okay when i started touring with the raza raza loved seeing raza up on stage okay there was a difference i liked both yeah i did the i did
1: the latin lockdown tours okay which was all all chicano uh artists and i actually did how the west was one with frost that's little okay. after all everything that i'm that i'm talking about right so with Down, I, I toured, and uh, around that time, that's when Young Quicks came in the picture. Young okay. Quicks was this little kid. He hit me up on social media, and you know when you, you just hear it, I'm saying, this kid this kid has it. I'm going to help him out. Because right. so nobody showed me the ropes when I was his age. So I took him under my wing, and I just started spitting game to him, showing him the game, and he just, yeah. And that was his story. He took it from there. You know, his first time doing a show was with us uh for um, Nelly. Okay. in Arizona. That was his first big show. He was out there, little kid running around the stage with a long shirt that went past his knees. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and I also met Frost around that time and Frost knew I was writing all the stuff for Down. That's how I work with Quick, D-Train, uh, Short, all these guys. I-, I-, I wrote a song that he did with uh, Rest in Peace Tupac. Um, uh, Afina Shakur signed off on the song. Right and we were able to use tupac's uh vocals but i wrote all the lyrics and down wrapped it
2: so so and
1: then so frost asked me to write for him so i wrote i think now seven albums for frost
2: okay let me stop right there the reason why because i i saw i read your bio uh-huh. and that's why it's important that people send their bio because it gives me little things that i could that, that pop out to me that i could bring up during the interview
1: mm-hmm.
2: on one thing you said that you were a ghostwriter yeah Okay, and you just mentioned it. Is there other people that you've written for as well?
1: Yeah, this guy named Big L A. Uh, um, he was like, uh, he was big in L A. Big L <laughs> A. LA, you know, <laughs> it goes with his name. Self-explanatory, bro. right? Yeah,
2: he was. Uh, entre- he was an entrepreneur. Okay, okay.
1: <laughs> Should I say you know?
2: now, Frost? You said around seven albums. Yeah. Really?
1: Going on seven. I just wrote uh, two more for him recently, so now it's seven. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And we work good. The chemistry between me and him, we're, we're like brothers. We work good, you know? Like, he'll sit, he's like the the orchestrator. Right, like, right. He's no, like this, like this. He's really involved with it, you know? That's good, And it's man. cool. Like, I got to work with so many different people because of that, like Bash and Little Rob. And, man, the list goes on and on and on, you know? Right. Chino XL. I have a song with Chino XL. I mean, and going back to that, like, here uh, there i was that 12 year old little kid that said i want to be like him one day and, and to go and work with him man like and write one, for him and write yeah. for him like one more can god bless me with like I, i'm so thankful for that you know
2: right right you know what i know we're jumping a little bit ahead but i want to share something because there's a song that caught my ear mm-hmm. that and i believe it's a little different from what you're normally what you normally right yeah and this was a song that you released uh you said the video just came out what, a couple of months ago yeah okay and uh what's the name of that song that you did with frost
1: that one's called same OG same OG same OG
2: now for, for those that may not know what you're talking about wh- what is the point of that song what are you talking about in that song
1: it's because uh before my music was different you know what I mean I used to talk about different things and now I'm a man of God you know what I mean and it, to me it means I'm yeah, I'm I'm Christian, and I'm a man of God, but I'm still that same OG. I won't turn my cheek if I, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sorry, but I just, there's certain things I can't do, but right. I'm still that same OG, and it also means he's still the same one God, mm-hmm. now and forever, you know? Uh-huh. And Frost um, wants to do music, like this new music we're putting out is all positive. It's a, diff- it's a different Frost,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, because he has that platform he can influence so many people with the music what you say and what you talk about it really matters you know right. i know it mattered to me what i listened to i became and so if we can influence uh the youth and or somebody one person you plant that seed in one person's right. heart. that's all that matters bro that one that 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 seed it might not happen now but it can happen years later when right. i said man that came from this that stemmed from this you know And that's what it's all about. So that's why we did same OG and it just lined up perfectly. Yeah. Just all fell into place. And that was, uh, my boy Vince from Outsiders, Outsiders Clothing Brand. Okay. He put that together. Shout out to Vince and Outsiders Clothing Brand. What they do is they, uh, they feed the homeless. Um, they do this thing where they hit 200 cities. Okay. Four different countries and close, close the homeless. Right. And feed them. And it's just, it's just awesome, bro, what they're doing, you know?
2: Right, right. And they're local. <laughs> Dude, you know what's crazy? Because us as Chicanos, you, you know what we tend to do? To judge the book by its cover. Yeah. Okay. I'm going through through YouTube, okay? Just to look, th- and I see you. And I said,
0: hmm,
2: okay? I click on it. And I look at you, and here's what I think. And I'm going to be 100 with you. Let me see if this guy can rap. Then I heard it, and I was like, I was very, very impressed. Especially with that message Now Who reached out to who? On the the, For this interview Oh you reached out to me Exactly Because I was impressed And and the message And and I said Hey man You know what I like that positive message I think we need more of that And then to see Frost on there uh, uh, You know Saying what he was saying You know Can can you kick a verse A little bit of that man Do you remember it at all? If you don't Don't do it (laughs) Because I know you kicked a verse earlier But I, I like what you said On that song man uh man, right now, let's see. If you can't, don't worry about it, man.
1: No, I'm I'm having a brain freeze right now, <laughs>
2: <up>. <laughs> Now 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 let me ask you this. What what inspired that song? Like why all of a sudden the change?
1: Well, uh, you know, like I said, when you when you talk about certain things, you start living that life. Mm-hmm. And uh my life was heading in the wrong direction and my wife Thankfully, my wife was always a, a, a Christian-based woman. Right. So she just kept pushing me and pushing me. You need to stop doing that because she knew what I was doing. Right, right. And it isn't until you end up in that dark place when, you know what I mean, when you say, I got to make a change. When I miss my kids Halloween and, and they're like, Daddy, where were you at? And I'm over here locked up. Right. It really... It really hit me I said I need to make a change I I can't go on Doing this I gotta do something different Right And That's what You know My wife pushing me Taking me to church Man when I walked First walking to church I felt like I was burning bro (laughs) I I I I was like No 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 This I thought the people were crazy Just hands up Worshipping I'm like Man these people are all crazy I know
2: I know This ain't real And I bet you Until
1: The Holy Spirit hit me and i was and there i am this guy is thinking he's hard as life on his knees just bawling out crying not knowing why and i just felt it bro and i knew okay it's god it's god's timing it's now so i didn't even want to do music anymore bro i was like i'm done with music wow but he's like nah i gave you that gift for a reason go use it so that's what i've been doing ever since
3: That's. but uh, don't get me
1: wrong i work with everybody bro i don't yeah, I'm I'm everywhere. I, I have my own recording studio. I record whoever whoever wants to come through. Yeah. I'm just me. Yeah, you be you. That's cool. But I'm gonna be me and 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 you know. Okay. Just let it flow like that. That's
2: dope, man. So so uh, that song is called what? Because I want them to go go look at it.
1: It's called the same OG.
2: The same OG. Yeah. Okay. Gotta work. Big um, tank. I'm still the same OG
1: from that Oxnard city where the streets raised me. Feel that cool breeze, homie, cause we right by the beach. And if you feeling froggish, that homie leap. A star on my hat with a jersey to match. With a burner that a clap till the walls collapse. Uh how many times I'ma tell him used to be a felon in the hood rebelling, pushing, weight and selling. But the Lord always persuades me. When I was quick on the draw, no safety, yeah.
2: <laughs> dope, man! I hope we had a live studio audience. So
1: clap,
2: <laughs> that's dope, man! I'm glad. You, I'm glad you. You not only I'm glad you uh, you spit, but also glad you did that song, bro. Because I think we need more positive messages like that.
1: Yeah, you know,
2: man. It's
1: it's all it's all God, bro. It's uh, like how we were talking about earlier. Like things fall in place for a reason. Right. Always, always. And I've always been that way. Like when things ain't going my way, that's just the type of person I am. I just sit back. It's going to be alright And no matter how bad it is It's going to be alright That's my attitude Mm -hmm. Somehow, somewhere, I'm going to figure it out Because it always does
2: Right, right, right
1: I could sit there and be like No, 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 man This and that and worrying And, you know Oh, man, I'm I'm not going to be able to pay the bills this month Or this and that But when you just let it go Things always fall in place Especially when you give it to God
2: that's awesome man I'm glad you're sharing that Wow Thank you for encouraging me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so now Okay You dropped that song mm-hmm. What's next for Big Tank? What are you working on now? What can people expect?
1: Uh, I actually dropped an, um, Two albums Just recently Last week Okay I, I just dropped them Now why two? Uh, because they're called The Lost Files One's for the ladies And one's for the streets And it's called and the, the Lost what? The Lost Files Oh Files Okay Yeah And basically all my old music Okay. that i never put out i said man why am i gonna have it sitting here when it needs to be out there you know and it, it, it's just music that i did it's it's the old me but why not put it out there just throw know? it out yeah. just throw it out there and the ladies, the ladies one has like songs that should have been on the radio but i never we never did videos or i never pushed them it's Ooh. and it's all produced by like fingers and
2: it's some real good music. Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about some of the producers you work with. Obviously you work with fingers. Okay. Uh-huh. And is there any other couple of known names that known names that people may recognize? Uh Rottweiler,
1: he's from Florida. Uh-huh. Pretty, uh huh. Pretty real dope producer. Um Cardiac Cardiac Drums, he did a song with K B and uh, uh Lecrae Okay. He produced for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um KB actually got a song on the mafia bosses on the on the, on the show Mafia Bosses and right, right like that, um, 2 Swift, my boy Too Swift, he produced a lot of uh, records for me, um, uh, my boy Brainiac, Brainiac out of Spain, I've worked with him a lot, he actually produced the same OG, um, the same OG beat, okay, and, uh, Brainiac is a producer from Spain, real talented, bro,
2: okay, now these guys from Spain, how do you meet these guys, bro, is it like all via internet? because obviously uh a lot of time when people work people tell me i get bees from german i go do you go oh no they just email them to me so because i know today's technology we can do that mm-hmm. so that's why i asked is this somebody you know personally or somebody how did you meet these guys
1: him i met online i, I believe on twitter bro back then mm-hmm. it was twitter I, I, I tri- he, saw me, he saw me working with frost and he's like yeah i got music and i was doing um At that time, I was writing for a record for Frost called All All Oldies. So we took a bunch of oldies and flipped them. Okay. You know how we we were talking about earlier? We took all these oldies and flipped them. Uh Uh-huh. And it's called All Oldies 1. There's All Oldies 1 and All Oldies Part 2. I wrote all, all of them.
0: Really?
2: And, A- 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 uh, is that out already? Yeah, that's out. Okay. That's available online. Okay, cool. Just so that way people can know yeah. whether they want to purchase it, whether it's Spotify, whether it's YouTube, or whatever, they can go listen to it. And uh
1: that's where I met Brainiac and he's like, Man, you can't get somebody. I was like, shoot me the beat. And I heard the beat, I was like, I think I can get Chino excel on it. Let me ask Frost. And Chino's like my boy, you know. So uh Frost is like, Yeah, let's do it. This is perfect for him. So I reached out to Chino. One thing to another, put him and Frost together, and boom, we did we did the record. That'll work. We man. got one with Omar Cruz, Scoop DeVille, produced. Omar a, Cruz, yeah. Oh, Scoop DeVille, shout out Scoop DeVille. I done a few things with him too. Yeah, which that's we, mandatory because it's, yeah, man. it's Frost. Yes,
2: Frost's son. You know, you know, one thing that I saw on your Omar bio- Cruz is
1: another top five.
2: Okay. Yeah, you go i just had a conversation <laughs> with him not too long ago on the phone much love omar much love. Uh, i was reading your bio so the ultimate goal through both music and boxing is impact lives in a positive way and showing anything is possible yeah so you actually end your bio on a positive note yeah so n- n- now let me ask you this so because you just to touch on it a little bit uh in case there's a youngster out there listening right now or maybe even later on and um let's just say that um they're listening to this and they're going through something maybe maybe something you were going through what type of message would you give them knowing that you've already been through something you've already if you will uh, had that experience with god uh there was a life change you know you were headed in the wrong you know in the wrong direction but now you're headed in the positive direction mm-hmm. if there's a kid out there let's just say um and he's going through it man you know what type of encouraging words would you give him no it, and he may be an artist man just keep your head up um,
1: Stay focused Put positive thoughts in your mind You know what I mean Give it all to God Keep pushing forward No matter what you're going through Even when you feel like There's an adversity in front of your way You come at it full throttle on auto And you just keep pushing forward And know Whatever it is There's gonna be a better day You know what I mean You just gotta keep going Keep going Don't give up on yourself If it's music there's going to be a time. There's a time for everything. Be patient. Sometimes, sometimes
2: things don't fall in place when you want them,
1: but they're going to fall in place. You get me? They're going to fall in place. Believe that.
2: Awesome, man. Awesome. I'm glad you shared that because you know what? Uh, I spend a lot of time on the phone. A lot of people call me. Your tone. I'm going through it. Your tone. You know what? I, uh, I need some encouragement or whatever. And sometimes for some reason, I'm like a magnet for some of these people, man, but we need a, not just, People like me, but more people like yourself. Exactly, that way. continue to encourage, especially the youngsters today, because a lot of people believe the hype. They'll believe people on social media they have a blue check mark like they're really winning. And uh, I had a an artist here the other day that said, you, "You'll be surprised how many people with blue check marks are sleeping on people's couches." Yeah, you know, it, it, everything that glitters is not gold. A Man, lot of- what's
1: that? What's that show? Talk. Um, what is that show? Me and my wife were watching. And it's um, about being an Instagrammer, like. <laughs> That oh, kids now want to be the I I know there's a name for it But they want to be like this blown up Instagrammer And so the show Shows that it's fake Like they put this uh, girl That she was in Dubai And she was really in LA But it looks They made the, black, the background look like she was in Dubai And doing things she was really not And they were buying robots They were buying fake followers yeah. Buying fake comments Buying fake likes Making it look bigger than what it was. So when it got big, then it started becoming real because, you know, right, they right. sold the dream to everybody else. Right. Then it started becoming a song, then getting sponsorships and doing all this stuff.
2: Is it really worth it?
1: No, I don't think so. That's <laughs> that's a lot of work. It looked like a lot of work. The 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 girl, the guy, and some other guy were exhausted. One guy said, "No, nah, I can't do this. I want people to like me for me." So he gave up, he didn't want to do
2: it. Right. You you know, it's funny, I've had uh, several artists that have come here and they've gotten drunk, okay? And uh, when I'm walking them out, they'll tell me, I'm not gonna lie, I bought followers. And and I would always ask them like, why? Like, now keep in mind, this Instagram page that I have, this is like my fifth page, I've had four deleted. I don't know how in the hell, but yeah. I had four deleted pages, so I had to keep starting over. I, keep starting. I had
1: one hacked. I was close to 10 that got hacked. I had to start all over again.
2: Well, one guy tells me uh, the reason why I, I buy it, he said, because nobody was following me. That's what he said. Nobody was following me. So to make myself look more important, he goes, I even bought my blue checkmark.
1: Wow. Wow. So- <laughs> See, that's that, you know, the illusion of trying to be somebody you're not. Right. Well, right. Just, just be you. Everything will fall in its place on its own timing. Right. I mean, if right. if you're hot, you're hot. You're gonna, you're gonna you're gonna immediately people are just gonna catch on to you. Right. You know right. what I mean? You know, I, I if you just have that, it might not be that your music's good. Sometimes some people are being followed by a lot of people. Music's not that good, you know what I mean? Right. But they have that that touch, that right. something about them Right. And that's all it is, you know?
2: Right. And and you know what? Um, my thing is this there's people that have brought me their music i don't necessarily have to like your music to interview, okay just because i don't like it doesn't mean that you can't go to europe or maybe japan and, and you could be a megastar over there oh, yeah. there's an audience for everything bro there's an audience for everything so and, and i also encourage artists that if you show somebody a song and let you say you believe it's hot just because they don't like it doesn't mean it's not good
1: speaking of japan one of my albums keep on keep on moving was number one in japan really yeah and i didn't find that out the only reason I found that out is because I went on tour with Frost and they showed me the charts. They're like, you're, you're number one. I had this guy come from a whole different city in Japan across the island just so I could, uh, sign a CD and stuff like that.
2: No shit. Frost
1: was like, <laughs> I Frost was like, watch, well, you're going to trip out right now. We went to Japan. The homies, the, the Japan homies, they picked us up in Lolo's. No. We're shit. Cruising through the city in and, uh, and lowriders. And I mean, they look like homies, right? Right, straight up homies, <laughs> Japanese homies. I was like, all wow. right, this is wow. pretty cool."
2: That's good, man. And that's how far music has taken you. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, what is your ultimate goal? Now, I know you said to. Uh, Uh, and and give a positive message um is is there anything in the works right now because i know you you just dropped two records Mm -hmm. and um you said frost is coming out with something new as well
1: Mm -hmm. whittier and atlantic that'll be dropping soon
2: okay anything that they can expect from you other than these two that you just dropped
1: i'll be dropping the ep soon i got a few records already i'm working on them you know what i mean and and getting them ready so i'll be dropping the ep soon a few new videos and just keep pushing and see where, where God takes me. You know, if it's meant to be, it's right. meant to be. If not, I'm cool with it you know, I'm an cool OG. Yeah, that's a good thing, I, man. I've, I've already, you know. Yeah,
2: that's a good thing because a lot of people, they just say they're watching and they didn't know who you were. Now they do. Yeah. Now they see all the dues you have paid. And I think, and I say, I think, bro, because I don't know, but I think this generation doesn't know anything about paying dues. They just think I'm gonna take a goofy ass picture. I'm gonna load my goofy ass song onto YouTube, and a- I'm gonna take a chance on going viral.
1: Bro, I wish our generation had Instagram and Twitter and all <laughs> that, bro. But in a way I do, but in a way I don't, because I come from the generation of where you had to put in, you had to put in work. You had to put your your boots to the ground and get out there and grind. Right, right. In order for people to know you, there was no such thing as social media. Right. It was all flyers, posters. Putting posters on every yeah. telephone pole. Yeah. Doing all the all the local venues, all the LA clubs, the, the co- in stores. Back then, the Coconut Teasers. Right. Like I said, the Roxy, the Viper, uh, the Key Club.
2: Yeah. yeah. House of
1: Blues. So, so then
2: you could just go live in your room.
1: And boom. <laughs> I mean, it's awesome. You know what I mean? We're of course, can't take that and, away. And can't knock it if that's how you get it. More power to you. You know what I mean?
2: Okay. Two other two questions, then we're we're gonna wrap it up uh anything i didn't ask you anything that you wanted to share anything that you wanted to bring up and maybe i did i didn't ask you
1: uh oh when we're talking about like influencing um kids in a positive ways right because I, I i coached boxing for 10 years awesome so i got to see um some troubled kids you know that uh Unfortunately, you know one parent or no parent at all and become like that father figure and mentor, you know? Right. And it was through boxing, you know what I mean? Like and shout out to Fernando. He's doing that right now in Las Vegas. He's trying to open up his gym back up. Okay. But due to COVID and it not being open, you know, times are hard. So I, I I put in on it, you know, trying to help the kids because we want to provide somewhere for the kids to be. It's better for them to be in the boxing gym and become something with themselves because most of these kids, they all have talent, especially if they like uh, boxing. Mm. If they like getting in there and they love the sport, um, they're not going to let it go. It's going to change their life forever. Right, you know? right. And that's one thing, you know. Okay. Like, put your kid in boxing. If any parents out there are watching, put your kids in some type of activity.
2: Right, right That'll okay. keep
1: their mind Off the streets You
2: know Okay um, Since you talked about boxing One last question um, Who's the greatest Mexican boxer ever? <laughs>
1: Julio Cesar Chavez Okay Hands down
2: That'll work That'll <laughs> work Now let me ask you this You know Fernando Vargas Who? Would
1: and, oh and Salvador Sanchez Of course Yeah
2: Now let me ask you this Who do you think Fernando would say?
1: Julio Cesar Chavez Okay, okay. And you know why I know this? <laughs> because he's the one that put me onto him. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Back in the days when we, were, when we were kids, he's like, man, you've never seen who when he was like Chavez? He had a shirt. And that's when I started realizing who he was.
2: Right. Okay. We were like,
1: man, I must have been like nine or 10 years old. When okay.
2: When he put me onto him. All right. Any shout outs right now? Go for it. Yo,
1: shout outs to Outsiders. Shout out to everybody online shout out to oxnard and anybody listening man much love to everybody love y'all and god bless
2: that'll work man you know what i want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to interview you man thank you for driving out here from oxnard much love man, much I respect thank oxnard. you for reaching out
1: bro i appreciate yes, sir, it man. man god bless you brother god
2: bless you too hey you know what you know who just walked in oh yeah sofia maria hello so We'll be back with that fire. (laughs) So once again, call somebody, text somebody, slap the shit out of somebody, let them know that (laughs) Big Tank is in the motherfucking building. Yeah, yeah. See you in 10 minutes. Welcome back, everybody, to Roding Radio episode 149. And I want to give a big shout out once again to Big Tank for driving out here from Oxnard. Dope, dope video, encouraging message. So make sure you guys support him and follow him on Instagram. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump right into it with Sofia Maria.
3: Sofia Maria. Hello, Tony. How, How you are, are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. I'm excited to be here. Hi, guys.
2: Awesome. You know what? Now, let me ask you this. Okay. Yes. On your bio say you're Mexican Italian?
3: Yes. I'm half half and half. My mother's full Mexican, my dad is full Italian.
2: So that means you eat your spaghetti with tapatio?
3: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I've actually done that too. So that's Oh, a good I love one. it. That's
2: the only way I eat spaghetti. I love
3: myself some pasta, some tacos. Yeah. Pasta on top of the tacos is yes.
2: good. <laughs> pasta on top of the tacos. Heck yeah. Oh, absolutely. Shit. I'm about to try that one. Uh, <laughs> now, when you got here, you said something, because you drove all the way from Vegas. That's right. And you got her early. okay? I did. Yes. And I, she, and I like punctual people. I, I, I really do. But you said that was a drive from hell.
3: It was. Tell us about it. Oh, my gosh. I was so worried that I was not going to make it here on time. We left like around noon. I was at the studio this morning. We couldn't get out till noon. Okay. Literally hit the road. And as soon as we even hit the state line, I don't know if you're familiar with that area. Yeah. We sat in traffic, just sat bumper to bumper for like an hour. No movement. Then before we even hit Barstow, it was like almost three hours. It was insane. So I was just praying that we would make it because I'm the same as you. If I say, you know, I'm going to be there at this time, I'm going to be there at that time. I like always to be early. So I was freaking out, but it, w- it was nuts. And I was like sitting there with like my lashes on. My, you know? Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was so, crazy, so but I it, made it. Is so. that
2: traffic common? Or I mean, because I don't go to Vegas anymore. I was, okay. I was in Vegas mostly in the late 80s throughout the 90s and then when it came to 2000s i'm like i'm done with vegas you're over it yeah, <laughs> yeah. but coming coming this way was it just a crash or was, is it just
3: no it was just traffic and the crazy thing was i really thought it wasn't going to be that bad because it's uh, easter sunday so i'm right. thinking a lot of people are going to be at home you know doing their activities but it was bumper to bumper there was no tr- uh crashes nothing like that so it was just really bad traffic because usually coming from vegas we could be here in about what like babe, four hours Wonderful. It oh. took us almost six and a half. Yeah.
2: Shit, that it was, was the drive from hell. It
3: was the drive from hell. <laughs> After a while, I'm like sitting like this. Right, right, right. Like this. <laughs> No, Man, I'm no. we okay. got here, so whoop.
2: yes Yes. and thank you for being here the fans appreciate it thank you thank you Rodin radio appreciates it so now you know what we have a lot of mutual friends actually mr las vegas johnny
3: absolutely
2: uh mc magic
3: of course
2: yeah you know and i'm sure we have a couple of others that we probably didn't mention but reading your bio there's a lot of things that stood out but before i actually get to that i just want to ask you just a few questions before we jump into the meat of the interview Uh, where originally are you from
3: so i was born and raised in las vegas okay born and raised there um, yeah, I always represent 702, uh, my hometown, my city. I love it.
2: Now, you know what? When I think a Las Vegas, when people say, I was born and raised in Las Vegas and I live in Las Vegas, I don't know why I always think that every weekend you're at the slot machines.
3: Right. Or, or like showgirls were at school with us. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, it, crazy. so do
2: you guys being from las vegas do you guys go to the strip a lot uh, it, it's, it's probably a silly question no but- it's
3: not okay no it's not it's not at all it's, it's it's crazy because being born there um we really didn't go to the strip you know we were like living on the outskirts where we would go to like the red rock mountains or mount charleston um if we did go to the casino it was like the local casinos that are off the strip oh, now okay. when i was in my 20s i probably went to the strip too often <laughs> <laughs> But being in my 30s now with three kids, I really don't go to the Strip unless I'm going for work. If I'm singing in the lounges of my band or we got a show uh, and stuff like that. So, Mm, but yes, I mean, Vegas can be very draining. I'm assuming for especially a tourist and stuff like that. But when you're when you're from there, it's it's casual. The last time
2: I was in Vegas, it was almost 20. Well, I think it was 2001. Oh, wow. I went. Last year okay. When uh I think they started Barely opening up From COVID Yeah and, I, and then I think They closed down It was some I went with my brother It had almost been 20 years And the strip I'm walking down the strip And it smelled like Ass and weed <laughs> Like
3: Were the guys there With the flyers And the girls With the little chichis out Yes
2: Yes, yes. Ah uh, Vegas Yeah and, then he, and that's what he said he goes,
3: Yeah Do you like he it He's loving he, it he he said, loved Hell Vegas. yeah
2: And I'm like no, I don't like this, oh, you know? Oh, no, yeah. Because I'm, like I said, I've been to Vegas a lot in the 80s and 90s, so I'm kind of, like, done with it. Right. I did my partying. It's kind of <laughs> like when people used to go to Ensenada Rosarito or spring vacation or spring. Right. You know, it's like, I'm done with that, too. But uh, yeah. I, I don't really care too much for Vegas unless I'm going to a boxing match. Yes. You
3: know? Oh, now, that's the best. Yeah, yeah. Vegas is always holding the dope box. So
2: next. now, um, kind of a weird question I like to ask fans, uh, or should I say, for the fans' sake, in case they live in Vegas, what elementary, middle school, or high school did you attend out there?
3: So I went to a lot of different elementary schools because we were always moving around. Okay. Um, I went to an elementary school called Gilbert. It was a performing arts magnet school. Okay. Which was a lot of fun. Um, as far as junior high school, I went to Mulaski. and then I ended up going to um, Horizon, which is like a continuing school. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was I was crazy. I was getting into a lot of trouble back then so i was i was kicked out of high school and brought to the continuing school and then i ended up getting my gd um my good enough degree i should say or my brother (laughs) calls it
2: (laughs) good enough degree that's good it was my
3: good enough degree and it was good enough because i'm set you know but um but no but also at the same time i was touring um on and off with you know mc magic and um pcg concert groups and stuff like that so I was always gone a lot. Okay. So it just kind of worked out, but. Okay. Yeah. And I guess
2: that's where I was going next. At yes. what point in time in your life? Well, you know what? Before I get to that, growing up in Vegas, what type of music would you say you were raised with as a little girl growing up? What type of music was played in your
3: home? Oh, I grew up with um, so many inspirations, like everything from Leonard Skinnerd oh, wow. to Whitney Houston to uh, uh, Vicente to. Um, Boys to Men. My mom is uh, uh, really into music, and she would play all genres uh, of music and stuff. And my dad, you know, would love like the Bee Gees and you know stuff like that. So
2: Bee Gees are dope.
3: Oh yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. I love it. So I, I, in general, I love music. I was trained classically when I was eight years old, and I was in a few operas and stuff. And just even like when I perform in the lounges with my band, we sing covers from you know rock to pop to. Latin to, you know, all, all sorts Old school, so I That's love dope. music So and, you just
2: don't stick to one genre?
3: Well, like um, when I'm performing my music My independent right. music, it's more like R&B, pop But if I'm, you know, working in Vegas With my band, we have to sing everything Covers yes. of all kinds of music Or whatever, you know, is requested and stuff like that So, But I just love music in general
2: That's dope so, Well, yes. uh, uh, Now that things are opening up uh, yes. I'm sure you guys are going to start performing again in Vegas With yes. your band A a little
3: bit on and off But the next concert I have will be at the Hard Rock It'll be me, uh, my friend Welby um, King Little G And then following that I'll be opening the Ice Cube concert at the Orleans Arena With the E40 And and Warren G and all that stuff So I'm super excited about that That's going to be dope We'll we'll definitely
2: recap that towards the end to remind people Yes, absolutely, for sure So you said at 8 years old You were introduced or you got uh, A little bit more involved in music, you said Was it
3: I did. So I started singing when I was like five years old
0: Okay.
3: and um, my vocal teacher at the time, she would put me in pageants, you know, competitions, singing in church choir. Uh-huh. And um, I had met some producers that actually came to a pageant and saw me perform. And um, they had known an A&R that worked for Arista Records. And we started making music and I went down to New York and sang for L.A. Reid and he signed me to Arista Records. Um, that night, when I went down to audition, and I was with that label for a couple years. Sadly, I was kind of put on the shelf. They went through a change where they had let go a lot of ARs, and yeah. my AR was one of them. Um, but when I was able to get out of that contract, that's when I met, you know, Alan Beck through PCG concert groups. He puts on the old school meets new school concerts with Art LeBeau. So I would start touring with, you know, Denise Williams, Evelyn Champagne King, Zap. And that's when I met MC Magic at the time. He was with NB Writers. And, um, he signed me to Nasty Boy Records and we con- toured and with PCG and all his concerts and made music. And then luckily in my twenties, me and magic wrote a song called forget about her. Um, and independently it hit number one over 45 different stations in the, in the U S and that was cool. So
0: That's it's dope. been,
3: yeah, <laughs> it was just a, it was a ride. It's been a ride. So, but, okay,
2: okay. So you, you know what? So now yes. let's go back a little bit. You were signed to Arista at what age? If you don't mind. Me? I was
3: 13. I was you 13 were, when I got 13. signed to Arista. Yes.
2: Wow. So, and all of this was just somebody that saw you performing somewhere.
3: Yes. Yeah, so I was performing, um, at a pageant and there were some producers, I guess, in the audience. And, you know, I was in the talent competition singing and they reached out to me after the show and was like, Hey, you know, uh, we're producers out of LA. We have certain connections. We'd love to make some music with you. And, um, they introduced me to her name was Rhonda Badikian, and she started managing me at the time. And she okay. actually managed Hanson. You remember Hanson? Yeah. Oh, that that yeah. 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 So, um, she started managing me and, um, we just, Worked from there and gone in with Arista and it was so crazy uh, If I can explain to you the yeah. night when I auditioned for L.A. Reid So I'm 13 years old This is crazy you guys I'm 13 years old I go into this This huge room And there's like 13 or 14 a rs Like lined up around the room in a circle And there's L.A. Reid like sitting back like in a chair with shades on And I walk in He doesn't say hi nothing He just looks at me and goes sing And I was like, dang, okay. So I just (laughs) went into the middle. I don't even remember what I sang. I wish I could remember what I sang, but I just started singing and we got a phone call that night, like he wants to sign you, blah, blah, blah. And that's what happened, but it was nuts. The whole experience. And I remember, oh, this was even crazier. So the hotel that we stayed at, My dad was down in the lobby. He was grabbing me a hot tea Uh and he comes upstairs and he goes, I was sitting on the couch waiting for like your tea to come. And I started talking to these guys and he was like, I guess they're here too to audition. With L.A. Reed, and he goes, Yeah, they gave me their flyers, and it was outcast. Really? I swear. <laughs> wow. And now uh, they're huge, you know? Right, right. But he was like, You know, at the time, there are nobodies, you know? And he was like, Man, they just handed me their flyer. I guess this is them. Right, and it was right. outcast.
2: You know what? I, I, I love hearing stories like that because yeah. I've had guests here, okay, in the past yeah. that I knew they had an amazing story, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, um, yeah. dope music, but maybe they never got the recognition they deserved so you had fans that would say who are these these guys are a bunch of nobodies okay Mm -hmm. here's my thing at one point outcast was a nobody
0: yeah at one
2: point snoop was a nobody yeah you know so i always tell people you know what why don't you support them instead of talking about them you know help me make these nobodies a somebody you know instead of just sitting there and talking shit
3: yeah, so. There's, there's so many artists that are under the radar or underrated, yes. um, even in coming from Vegas, you know, just to rep my city, even like you come across musicians and artists in Vegas that play in these small little lounges that are just brilliant yes. singers. Yes. And, you know, so um, there's so many great artists out there. Yeah.
2: It kinda yeah. makes you wonder like, how come this guy never got out there yes. or something? And, and we don't know their story and I like to hear those type of stories. You Me know. Too. So now you're thirteen, you signed to Arista. So uh you have the producers that you're working with. Yes. Now you you said if I'm correct they went through a shift or a change. Yes. Where the A and R got the you know left or what yes. what not. So that album got shelved. Is it safe to say that?
3: Um I made two albums with them okay. and they were shelved. Um never heard about them again. Never I yeah. It's like, wow. made it Ghost, they went ghost on me
2: Wow, yeah. and, and you know what I've met a lot of artists Too that um, They played me their demos, oh yeah you know I, ju- I was signed to Death Row or I was signed To whatever, Paramount Yeah. And they showed me the record and I would Say, okay, these guys are the next to blow And for the neck for some reason Their albums got shelved I know, and, and I just didn't get it Like I just didn't get it's it, it's hard
3: yeah. It's tough, especially, you know, I was so young um, and um, it, I just didn't understand exactly what was happening and what was going on. I couldn't get do any other work because, you know, you're under contract. Right. So it was just a relief, even at that age when I was let go, just to be able to be free and explore other options and to make music freely right. and perform it and put it out. And um, it was a blessing to me, Alan Beck, um, who... Brought me into you know PCG concert groups right. and be able to tour with like Evelyn Champagne King and you know Zap and all them and then of course meeting MC Magic you know right.
2: you know, you know Seven Cent so now what, what what I mean obviously something negative turned into a positive by yeah. ended up signing with Magic but of what what were the labels telling you and the reason why I want you to share this is because there may be artists out there that are listening to this that may have gone through the same thing you did and maybe they have a different story but did they ever give you guys a reason why the first album never came out but we want you to work at another one and then the second album never came out and what, what were their excuses just other it than was,
3: from f- from what i recall it wasn't more so any reason it was more so the lawyers that i had were oh. saying this isn't a good idea for you to stay in something without any representation okay. i guess being so young and being signed to a development deal i had to have some type of a um so i was able to stay but i was taking my chances of being shelled for who knows how yeah, long yeah. and i was so young and my dad was also managing me at the time and he just didn't want me to be stuck in anything right i i think you know okay yeah okay. that's what it was so, so uh, we uh, were able to like get out of the contract
2: now share with us how or uh, um yes. magic as a matter of fact magic uh, uh, was here recently with Jay Rux.
3: Oh, nice. Yes, yeah. he's been here twice.
2: I truly, Yay. truly appreciate it. This guy, Jirai, is all the way from Arizona. Oh, yes. And he's very he, punctual. He's here on time.
3: Yes. Awesome. <laughs> he's amazing. How,
2: how did you end up meeting him?
3: Oh, so Alan Beck was putting together an Old School Miss New School concert, right. and um, it was like Zap and GQ, and on the show was NB Riders. And at the time, I was sixteen, okay. and brought me backstage. And of course, at that time too, I was huge fans of MB Riders. Like I remember, a little boyfriend that I had at the time, you know, made me a mixtape. I'm dating myself, but <laughs> you would make mixtapes for someone. <laughs> and on there was like, you know, AZ side and Lost in Love, and so I was I was fanning out and meeting the group and and Dos and Zig and Magic and Magic. You know, you know, we just made a connection, and he was like. I want to take you under my wing and you know and we just started making music so we would do like cinti and i would sing lost in love with him we would do the only one and you know we did forget about her and we just spent many years you know with of course big d his his road manager yeah, and stuff yeah. and um it was just good times and he's just good people and it's crazy that you say that that he drove all the way from az because when i met him You know, this was a time when, you know, he wasn't as big as he is now when we would literally be driving from state to state, hitting different radio stations when before now everything's streaming online. Back then, we would have to get the radio station to play the song and you would go to the station and try to get it on Bump It or Dump It. And if they had it on Bump It so many times, they would put in rotation. And, you know, it was a hustle. And at that young age, I watched... MC Magic and Big D, the hustle mentality, and he would. There was times like you know he they wouldn't even let us in the door, you know. And to see where he is now, I mean, he talk about he is a true hustler. Yes. And yes. um and he's a man of his word, and he's just a, he's a good guy. So, you know, uh, Big Tank was talking about being a Christian man. MC Magic is, is a is a wonderful Christian man and husband, and he loves his family and he loves his fans. And um, I haven't met J Rox, but I've seen videos of her, and I think she's beautiful and extremely talented, and she couldn't be in better hands, you know? and um yeah it's just
2: that's dope good that's
3: people dope.
2: that's dope. good now, good people now he was sharing with me that he was driving to Jerry rox's house and yeah. recording there in the living room nice. how did you guys end up recording were you in the were you going to arizona was he going to oh, Vegas? oh
3: um it was back and forth there was times he would come out to the studio in vegas there was times um he was living at a different house than in arizona we'd go to his studio at his house um he has like a portable studio too with him all the time so there was times that we'd just be at a hotel or at a gas station who pull out, hey let's 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 just do this really quick you know (laughs) we'd be like getting gas and you know just drop like you know a hook really quick or something like that but
0: yeah it was always back
3: and forth
2: now now did you know at that age or 13 when you were signed that this is what i want to do for the rest of my life like
3: yes i knew i knew i wanted to sing since i was like five years old i would be singing all over the house and one day my dad was watching star search and he was like hey do you want to do something like this and i was like yes And that's when he put me in voice lessons. But it was something that I always wanted to do and and loved. And it's something that, you know, that's all I've ever known. You know, I'm 35 now. And I've been at it since, like, what, five, six years old? So... I love it, and I just actually started dipping into acting. I don't know, this is kind of crazy, but I just I just filmed this movie with um, an amazing director. His name is I Rock Daniels, and he made a movie called The System. If you guys can check it out, please go look it up. Um, it's called The System by I Rock Daniels. Magic was also in it. I think he played like the good cop, or something. Really? But he's Magic will also be in this film as well. It's like this one's more of like a comedy, but i met iraq doing a music video that my friend ac the promoter and magic did a song called hey girl that i was on you guys can go check that out too it's called hey girl um and um i met him through that and he was like do you act and i said i've done it you know like plays musicals i've done some commercials but this was like my first real acting type thing and i had the best time in the 20 plus years i've been in music I have to say this was the most fun I've ever had. Really? It was so... Yes, I was like, man, I wish I would have done, like, acting, too. Or I actually... I want to keep... I, there's a couple things that have been brought up that I can't speak of that right. I'm going to be tapping into that I'm super excited about, but... That's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm super <laughs> stoked. And Thanks. it doesn't matter how old I am. Like, I feel like I can just continue acting if I want to because, you know...
2: Well, same thing with me. I just turned 53 years old and hey. I love filming. Yeah. It, I filmed my first documentary and i'll tell you what uh i i i, re- I produce albums i i've toured i've dj'd wow. I, i've done a, a lot of things yeah. but when i finally started directing my documentary three-hour documentary man i felt i fell in love with music again yeah like it was something just totally totally different i fell in love with music again and that's what made me want to stick uh, get it back into uh what i'm doing now now i'm producing again Nice But uh, I'm happy for that Even in my old age I like producing I like What is music. it
3: called Where can I where can I find I uh, documentary I'll give you uh,
2: Well it's called The Rhodium Mixtape DocuMixery It's about mixtapes That I did And Dr. Dre did In the 80s Nice Oh that, I love
3: that Yeah that's what it's I about I definitely have to check that and
2: out And I interviewed over 20 people That confirm And I'm sure you'll, you'll recognize uh, Many of those people right. That confirm That everything that I say And everything that they're saying Is all truth Yeah uh, That's my history It goes back to a, a swamp me called the rhodium swamp me so we named it the rhodium oh, radio
3: okay yeah nice yeah. oh that's cool so i
2: always have to explain that because people say the rodeo what is right that?
3: yeah I, I was ride, curious
2: i don't ride horses <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, well but, that's your next thing now you gotta ride right, horses <laughs> right
2: exactly now uh growing up did you play at all because you're mentioning acting yes. you're mentioning singing uh did you at all play any instruments
3: you know my dad put me in piano lessons and i went to like three lessons and i was like oh, i don't want to do this dad now I can kiss, kick myself in the culito because I wish I would have. <laughs> I wish I would have played those piano, uh, the piano. But um, no, I never really have. You know, that's something that I would like to get into for sure.
2: Right, right. You know,
3: to play the guitar, the piano. I
2: tried to take piano lessons, and I just didn't.
3: Couldn't I cut. didn't
2: have no patience. That's me. Did, I have no damn. I get road rage. so I have no patience. So I'm like, you know what?
3: That's funny. That's just like me. Yeah. I have such ADD though. Mm-hmm. So it's very hard for me to like focus like that.
2: <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I'm in the I, wrong
3: business. Or you know, maybe I, I'm not. I, I don't know. I
2: wish I would have stuck with it, but yes. I or maybe I had the wrong teacher. But that guy wanted me to be like Beethoven the next day, and I'm like, slow down, pal. <laughs> he I was I go, mad at you. Yeah, I go like I'll learn it. Yeah. But slow down, you know. Yeah at
3: your pace. Yeah.
2: And then I one time he even goes, God darn it, Tony. No. it was my third day and i was like
3: You're hey homie you need to calm
2: the fuck down you know? <laughs> like that's he got
3: crazy yeah and i was
2: like hold on mm-hmm. one thing with me is that you literally uh, i don't read manuals i will not read manuals yeah. just show me how to work it okay that's how you turn it on yep. okay this is this okay yeah do it again okay now let me try that's how i learned. yeah walk me through it you know so but he was trying to teach me how to read notes and everything and then i found out yeah. later on that i'm a guy that will play more by ear than by reading yeah so maybe i just needed to be around people that were playing and let me oh, how do you do that okay yep cool.
3: and I'm i not. bet you'd pick it up that way yes. and that's yes. like me too I, I can read music i can sight read okay that's just from like opera and stuff like that mm-hmm. but
2: now, i'm now, the same No. so you at one point did opera music or, or well that's
3: i was that's my my teacher right uh was trained classically so she trained me classically
2: classically okay, yeah
3: just to have that i guess experience can you still hit that, those high um, notes um see. i don't know Yeah. that was probably so annoying to your viewers like what the hell was that
2: i thought thought something was in a break you know how the how how the glass breaks sometimes when you hit those high notes
3: oh my god that's so funny no when i'm like warming up my kids will be like damn can you stop or please (laughs) no more
2: (laughs) you you come from a a big family a lot of brothers sisters
3: i have one older brother surprisingly being from an italian mexican family right right but i have a big family i have a lot of cousins Okay. I have a lot of cousins okay. everywhere from Mexico to AZ to Chicago, New Mexico, okay. everywhere. And hello to my family if you're watching my mom, my dad, my brother, yeah. my cousins, my Uncle Bob, my Aunt Dolores. We just uh, lost my cousin Augie recently in a oh, car accident. So, uh, been going through it, but we love him and miss him
2: my condolences thank you so you know what now let me ask you this you signed with uh mc magic you guys produce a record it comes out how far did that that take you
3: you know it was so crazy because being independent there's not much you can do you don't have like a a machine behind you when they're like doing a lot of payola at the time i don't know if that still exists but i'm pretty sure you're you're dealing with like people paying you know thousands to get the song played uh, you know in rotation and at the time really being just like a no name you know I still am no name <laughs> even more so no name <laughs> back then um so the song that we made was called forget about her and yes. when it hit it was just we kept putting it on bump it or dump it stations and luckily somehow it just kept getting bumps bumped, bumps bumped. and um they would put it in rotation and it just kind of snowballed and it was so crazy because i remember um it was my first show and it was in McAllen, texas and i was opening for bash and i remember big d had called me and was like yo like everyone's gonna be singing forget about her everyone's gonna know the song and throughout my entire career i always sang covers i never ha- sang my own song and right. especially for people to know it you know right and i was just like there's no way like no one's gonna know this song and i remember like getting out of like a limo pick me up getting a limo and like they saw bash and whoo and they saw me and no one said nothing <laughs> i like got out of limo i was like hey and everyone was like who is this you know <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, really, like, no one's going to know this. But as soon as I started singing the song, everyone started singing along. And I just remember, like, I couldn't finish the song because I ended up, like, falling to my knees crying because really? in my whole career. Um, and that was already at the time I was 21. So you got to think starting at, like, five, six years old and going through the ups and downs and the labels right. and this and that. Um, it was like, I, I always remember that being the most exciting thing part in my career and being so grateful for that moment even mm-hmm. though no one knew me you know right, <laughs> like, right, right, right. they just knew the song so it, it was really cool and then it just kind of snowballed from there um it was mainly like a lot of like the west coast area you know some midwest right. some back east not so much you know okay. but it was still it did really good for being independent at that time uh-huh. we didn't have social media the way we have now right. there was no instagrams and facebook's and youtube was barely getting started there was a myspace and it was like you would just go on to myspace and see how many t- times like your song was played on your page yeah. type thing if you know yeah. anyone remembers um so i can only imagine what i've done in this yeah time but then there wasn't really social media so it was just based off of you know the radio now really you don't even need the radio as much you're you right. know
2: you're right yeah we have our own platforms now Yes We have our own platform
3: podcast
2: Yes Absolutely All that stuff you know We're going to go ahead And take a 10 minute break We're going to come right back And uh, But I want to say this I have a friend That lives in Colorado And this person Wanted me to tell you That She is a fan Of yours And Mm -hmm. she loves your voice And when she saw Your fly Your flyer She said this That was the girl I was trying to tell you You should get on your show Oh yeah, so that's so amazing. Yes. yes Who, so. What's
3: her what's the name? Do you remember her, her yeah, name?
2: Her name is Priscilla.
3: Priscilla, thank you so much. If you're watching, I appreciate you so much. Thank yes, you. Awesome. Thank you.
2: Okay, everybody. Once again, we're gonna take a 10-minute break. So make sure you call somebody, take somebody, you know the rest. Sofia Maria is in the motherfucking building. We'll be back ten minutes. Welcome back everybody to Rodium Radio episode one. 49 on this resurrection sunday so hopefully hopefully you guys had a blessed sunday i want to thank everybody who's tuned in everybody on the live chat all the subscribers everybody who's commenting and everybody that might be talking crap or leaving stupid ass comments it's all good Mm -hmm. on me at least you're still logged in uh so let's show some love some respect let's put some respect on sophia maria's name (laughs)
3: appreciate you thank you Bye guys
2: well you know what once again Yes. Thank you for being here, driving all the way from Las Vegas, and driving back tonight.
3: Absolutely, and thank you so much, and I want to give a shout out to Johnny Boy. Uh, me and him go way back, yes. and much respect to Johnny Boy. He represents 702 like I do, and yes. he was one of the first in the Vegas scene to really hit the Chicano market, and he's just a good person his family has an amazing hilarious tiktok um so uh, they're called that one family d-a-t yes. one family you guys check them out so shout out to johnny boy and jenny and the fam bam johnny
2: boy as a matter of fact he said he'll be coming to la soon nice so he goes i'm gonna bring you a bottle and i was like dope
3: yeah
0: what
2: more can Sounds i ask like
0: for? him he's cool <laughs> now, <laughs> he's cool people
2: uh um let me ask you this okay because sometimes there's certain parts of the interview where i just like to just shoot the shit like we just talk about whatever. Yes,
0: it's good. Uh,
2: anything lately on TV that you watch that's good that you could recommend? I don't really watch a lot of TV, okay? Okay. But when I do, I watch a good movie. I watch a documentary. I'm a documentary
3: guy. Yeah, I love docs.
2: Uh, Or forensic files or some crazy shit like that. Yep. I seen Coming to America not too long ago, and I was disappointed.
3: Okay. I haven't seen it yet, but I wanted to. How come?
2: Okay. It it looks exactly like the first one. Okay. And the reason why I'm so hard on it is because with me uh, coming to America, one, to me, is the funniest movie of all time okay, okay. my opinion
3: yes. and so
2: okay. I had already set the, the bar high for the second one right. and it's about 30 years too late anyways but um so when I saw it they made it look exactly like the first one okay it was just was not as funny
3: Oh, okay. You
2: know. oh. I, I noticed that Eddie Murphy had like two different African accents through the whole movie. Did he? Like it was weird, like but I mean he still played a good role. I just didn't think it was that
3: funny You have a good ear to notice that. Yes,
2: yes. Yeah. I, I have good ears oh, and I have oh, good but, vision. Of
3: course. Like yeah, look what, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Vision. <laughs> Tony Vision. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So so now, uh anything good, anything you could I recommend?
3: mean like as far as anything good, I'm a reality show junkie and my husband can't stand it, but I'm all into like the housewives, the housewives of Atlanta. Love myself some Portia But shows that I was like Really into The Walking Dead Mayans um, I love Mayans What was the show That we're watching With the cartel And um, I just went blank That's Yeah well not Yeah well uh, uh, Narcos Mexico was good But I can't think of the other one Snowfall Snowfall, Snowfall is mm. so good You've got to watch Snowfall That's okay. like one of my favorite w- right w- now w-
2: What exactly is that is Snowfall?
3: So uh, Snowfall It's it's based on um You know like the drug trade oh, okay. um, And it's kind of like You know with the um You know like with the Mexicans And African American And you know uh, It's based on like this young guy Who kind mm-hmm. of South Central Crab. Yeah south oh, okay. central crack that kind of he starts from like the streets and he makes his way into like a you know a king and on the streets and builds his own empire and stuff like that and, and so that's so on really uh, netflix what is it on netflix no fx fx yes so check out snowfall it's so good
2: okay so and, good. and and since it's on fx i gotta give a shout out uh to uh, hip-hop uncovered my boy rashidi harper make sure you check that out it's uh six it's a docu-series of six episodes oh. where it's they uh it's a documentary yeah. about hip-hop but everybody that was behind the scenes who had the money yeah. and and put the money up for these rappers to make it oh that's dope. so it's it's really really dope and i interviewed the director here he's a good friend of mine okay. so i'm thankful that he came through but i always like to recommend people like uh, uh good movies or good documentaries or whatever
3: yeah well you know? i'm definitely gonna check that out yeah there's another okay. one too
2: i know the the the, the name might throw you off but i think it was dope it was okay. a, a documentary called crack okay on netflix and the reason why i liked it because it yeah. talks about that whole era where pretty much where crack just blew up and so they rap yeah and they, they kind of show them uh uh hand and they go hand in hand, hand, in hand. it's crazy
3: oh, now
2: nuts. uh this may be a dumb question but are you a big never rap? a
3: dumb question <laughs> <laughs> Not what maybe me a dumb idea. person
2: maybe a dumb person no okay
3: uh-uh.
2: are you a big rap fan
3: yeah i love rap music okay heck yeah
2: east coast west coast like what do you prefer? um
3: you know obviously i grew up listening to more west coast um i grew up with you know listening to tupac and warren g snoop bone thugs and harmony obviously it's not west coast but i loved Bone right. thugs um yeah okay kid frost and it was so cool you know with kid frost because i i did a show recently and um i i did this song with kid frost and coolio and um they end up i became really good friends with coolio's wife her name is mimi ivy um follow her on instagram at uh, mimi ivy she's amazing uh-huh. and i did a show and they just showed up and came through to the show and it was like coolio mimi kid frost he came with bad boy from clica one Clique one was a, a big uh chicano rap group in vegas you right. know so it was it was so cool he's just like a amazing person that's dope yeah that's dope. but you know yeah growing up listening to kid frost and yeah i love i love rap
2: you know speaking of reality shows that yeah. you had mentioned uh did you ever watch i only watched one like or two episodes of yeah. um the
3: love bachelor it. oh the you know what? i never really got into that okay don't I, yeah <laughs> i'm like, you know it's crazy i feel like i'm the only one that doesn't watch that but i know my sister-in-law she she loves the bachelor oh, oh, i just okay. never got into it Okay, i can't i can't fathom um fighting for a man like no offense but right right you will never catch me fighting for a dude like oh, okay. ever <laughs> uh,
2: okay now and then you got the other one the bachelorette right okay here's my thing T- tell me if i'm wrong please Okay. yeah okay sure. and here you have what, what is it like 10 dudes yeah okay. i think so 10 dudes that she goes out with
3: right and then she has to pick and yeah
2: okay and Lights the majority down. of the time she's pretty much with she's been with all of them
3: i know that's a. Oh. i don't get it
2: okay say i win say i'm one of the bachelors so i win and this is going to be my wife
3: it's going to bother you <sighs> yeah
2: out of respect that- out of respect i'm going to say all those guys already hit
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well well we don't know if they're actually hitting but pretty are you? we don't know <laughs> I know, and it's in your face. It's not like we meet someone. We know that there's a past, but it's not in your face. Yeah, That's in your face. I know. It. And it's- you got to watch reruns of that shit. Now I'm good.
2: Yeah, exactly. I'm too jealous. I yeah. can't. You could be sitting right there with her, and you're watching reruns. She's over so here yeah. talking some dude down. Saying that-
3: the same things to him as she said to you.
2: <laughs> I'm going to pick you, baby. Right? And you're sitting right there. I can't
3: stand him. And then yeah, yeah. So no, I know that's one
2: show that I just never understood. Yeah, I just never understood But Did you ever watch Jersey Shore?
3: I used to back in the day a little bit. Yeah, yeah.
2: I went to where they filmed it, it. and
3: I like Snooki. But okay, she became like iconic. Yeah, I mean, you know, look at her now; she's dope. Yeah, Yeah. I like that.
2: I went to where they filmed it. Okay, Okay. and that shit is so damn small. Is
3: it really so
2: small and ghetto? It's (laughs) all
3: yeah, (laughs) yeah.
2: I've been there. So, and it
3: smelled like weed and ash. Like, oh, I was going to say fish. and
2: <laughs> No, no, that's right. That was,
3: that was <laughs> the street. That was another set.
2: <laughs> Man, but um, the yeah. reason why I went to New Jersey, well, my daughter was stationed out there, but I went oh. out there and um, I liked it out there. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to go to this one restaurant where Anthony Bourdain uh, actually um, uh, Like sat there and kind of gave a review yeah. of the restaurant. So nice. I went there. And it was so dope because I got to sit where Anthony Bourdain sat and gave his interview. Okay. Oh my God! So then from there I went to Jersey Shore and it was it Was,
3: Did, was there was well. there like a specific thing on the menu you wanted to try that you saw him Yes, uh, uh, it was
2: c- clams and pasta
3: Nice, Yeah, so you can't that, go wrong with that Yeah,
2: so that's what I had You like
3: seafood? I love seafood I love seafood, I can fuck up some seafood uh, Yes,
2: sure. me too, yeah. me too So it was funny because when we walk into the restaurant The lady goes, what do you guys want to sit? I, and I'm looking, I'm trying to recognize where he sat, okay? Yeah And then I'm like, okay, well I'll just wait I go, um they wanted to sit us like by the by the bathroom, and I'm, I don't like sitting over there. Yeah, I was like, I'll just wait. It's going to be like twenty minutes, and I was like, I don't care. I'll wait. I don't sit by the bathroom. So finally, this couple got up, they walked out, and I said, I'll just sit right there. Yeah. Okay, cool. So they cleaned it up, sat down, they looked at me and goes, You're a lucky man. I'm like, Why is that? He goes, Because Anthony Bourdain sat right where you're sitting.
3: That's crazy. And I said, Are that's you serious? <laughs> and he,
2: and he go, Turn around, and the yeah. picture was right there.
3: Oh wow, yeah, so that's crazy. I'm an Anthony Bourdain fan. So. Me too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So you a Prince yeah. fan? Huh? Prince fan. Oh, I love, Prince. I love who, Prince. Who who can say anything bad about I know, Prince? I know.
2: I met mean, guys such that have told a talent. me such I met mean, guys a talent. that have, yes, have told me no. Nah, I'm not a Prince fan. I'm like, yeah, okay. No. We're no longer friends.
3: Right. <laughs> exactly. You have you do not have good taste in music if you don't like Prince.
2: Now, you got to choose, okay? I'm going to twist your arm here. Do it. Michael Jackson or Prince?
3: Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, I love Michael
3: Jackson. Man in the mirror. Ooh, that just gets me.
2: Favorite all time maybe you might have mentioned it mm-hmm. Michael Jackson's song Man in the Mirror Man in the Mirror yeah also. mine is
3: PYT oh yeah PYT I
2: love that damn song but that whole yeah, album thanks. is just
3: amazing it's just classic iconic classic. what's your favorite Prince song
2: see for me I don't have one they're albums okay but the first one that came to my mind
3: right. was
2: obviously the Purple Rain album
3: okay right
2: to me for and I don't know how but some way like changed my life the way I saw music yeah. you know I mean, that guy could be licking on a lollipop, have a do-rag, wear eyeliner, and steal your chick.
3: I know. (laughs) I know. He's sick.
2: Yeah, yeah, he is. What an icon. And I got to see him in concert. Nice. Where at? uh, uh, Right here, Long Beach.
3: Oh, dope. Yeah, Long Beach.
2: Um, But like songs like do me baby yep. adore international lover you know i could Ooh. just go on with the slow songs
3: but yeah
0: yeah
2: then michael jackson the lady of my life from the thriller album yes that's a dope dope song but uh
3: amazing
2: yeah it, it to me i think when uh it was saddened when michael passed but when prince passed to me it hit me harder because yeah. i grew up like really loving and adoring his music yeah you know so now um Give me your top five, if any, if you have any mm-hmm. top five R and B
3: artists. Oof, um, Miguel, Boys to Men. Uh, gosh, it's so hard. Um, hi, I don't know why I just went <laughs> blank. Take huh? your time. Who? It's oh, okay. Oh, but, but Bruno Mars is like Yeah, he's saying Bruno Mars Because Bruno Mars is my favorite uh-huh. artist of all time But right. he's not really R&B Well, he is hitting the R&B yes. scene a lot I always think yes. of him as like pop But yeah, he, he is doing R&B Okay um, I love Kehlani um, Yeah, I love Ariana Grande's new R&B album uh, Positions There's so many And I just went blank I think it's just because there's so many
0: mm-hmm. yeah. You know what? Uh, How about
3: you? Oh,
2: well, wow.
3: I know. <laughs> you
2: were like, wow. yeah, yeah well, There's so many. Yeah, there, there is. Of um, course, I have to mention. Well, I, I don't know. If I would. What would you consider her pop? uh Whitney Houston.
3: Oh, Whitney. Uh, you know, I, I always think pop. Yeah. But I, right? But I guess you Maybe would say R and B.
2: Pop slash R and B. Pop R and B. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Whitney. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now, are you a Mariah Carey fan?
3: Oh, i love her are you kidding she's an icon yeah
2: yeah
3: yeah. no matter what i mean even even you know with all the um turbulence she went through and stuff like that like no one can touch mariah carey and especially in her prime no one had the range that she had i think she sings over like four different octaves and stuff like that so i mean she's she's amazing she's iconic she's a great writer um producer so i love mariah carey
2: what what, what was that we actually saw
3: her in concert Um, Really Yeah We saw her in concert For what was it Our anniversary Or what Valentine's Day Valentine's Day And she was amazing Killed it Yeah
2: Yeah I thought I was uh, Like like, how was was she in concert She was awesome That's awesome I was
3: drinking a lot too But I know (laughs) Yeah She was amazing
2: Okay now I'm gonna ask you a question It's gonna put you Kind of on the spot It's about an artist Okay Okay What song Will Beyonce Be remembered for
3: Ooh um,
2: what was the first I one?
3: S- uh, the, that she'll be remembered for like, I think like, the biggest song that she did was um Was that put a ring on it song If okay. you like it then you should have put a ring I think that video was so iconic That I think that just when you hear that song You think of Beyonce Okay Yeah How yeah. about what do you think?
2: See it was funny because Okay I always wondered like We all know she's a beautiful woman okay oh okay we, we, we that's besides the the talent part yes but i always wonder how did she get so big because when somebody asked me somebody asked me like Hi, Tony. What, what song <laughs> would she be remembered for yeah not to take away her talent because obviously we know her destiny's child stuff
3: right but
2: i always said to myself like crazy in love like is that it okay like so i was thinking like right. is, is that really it but you brought up that song and that's a song that i guess i forgot yeah you know? She has
3: so many And again I don't know why I just went blank Um, And then watch As soon as I leave I'm gonna come up with Like 10 different R&B artists That I'm like listening to A bunch of Beyonce songs Um but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, and I what I what I really respect about her, obviously, uh, other than that, she's like basically the queen because she can sing, she can dance, she can act, she can right. do, she can write, she yes. does it all, the whole package. She's the whole package, and that's how I feel about Bruno Mars. But that's like a different thing, right, right, right. Um, but um, what I what I love and respect about her is that she does a lot of music for her people and her culture. Mm-hmm. And even though that's not my culture or, right. or my people, I respect when when someone does that for their community. Absolutely. And you know what i mean so i like that she embraces that and does that
2: that's a good thing yeah um and and the reason why that came up because somebody recently told me so and i was kind of dumbfounded
3: okay
2: when they said that she has won more grammys and more grammy nominations than any other artist okay so uh, not that i'm saying that that's hard to believe but crazy in love like that was it like that's the thing that when you think michael jackson i think thriller just the album
3: right alone
2: yeah alone you know prince i can name albums right. so with her i was only able to come up with one song
3: and that's and that's because you are a prince and michael yes. fan yes she was a new newer generation right so she's that same way in the newer generation too right. you know and you know us growing up was that she has those albums that are right. you know timeless right. and stuff and she's got hits
2: okay uh you have so, to yeah. choose between Mariah Carey and beyonce
3: <laughs> well, Mariah. Okay. You know, I'm, I was born in the 80s. I <laughs> I, I got to go with Mariah Carey. Okay. Mariah hey. Carey set the bar. And before that, I go with Barbara Streisand. Okay. You know.
2: Okay. You know. Wow. Barbara, I haven't yeah. heard that name in a long time. Oh,
3: Barbara Streisand was... The first time I just listened to to music and fell in love with a vocalist and and thought, wow, now that's a singer.
2: I'm trying. To, I'm trying to remember the Barbara Streisand songs because I know she's had hits.
3: Oh gosh, she had "Don't Rain in My Parade." Um, wow. Don't tell me not to live, just sit and putter. Life's candies and the sun's a bowl of Don't bring on a clown to rain on my parade. Don't tell me not to fly. I simply got I'm gonna turn all musical <laughs> on you. I'm such a nerd.
2: No, it's dope.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> that's dope. Um, oh, Dios Mío, she's had so many hits.
2: Right, right.
3: Um, tell him she. Oh, the the she did tell him with Celine Dion, but I'm thinking before Barbara Streisand. You never saw the movie Funny Girl. No, no. Oh my gosh. No. See, I'm, you yeah. recommend it? I absolutely okay. recommend it. Please okay. see it. It's it's a beautiful film. She sings she sings Don't Write in My Parade in it. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
2: Favorite eighties movie if you have one. Comedy or oh, Breakfast Club. Break you know what? Was
3: it Breakfast Club called?
2: Yeah, it was called Breakfast Club. Yeah. With, was it called
3: uh, Breakfast Club? with um uh, what's her name with the red hair? Judd Nelson,
2: her- um R- Molly Ringwald. Yeah breakfast club oh, that's right that. see, see we get breakfast club mixed up with the with, with the podcast or the whatever podcast, yeah. yeah no but that's yeah. where they took it from yep <laughs> now you know what mine is love that can't buy me love
3: okay yeah i love that movie absolutely i love S- sometimes that. i
2: think i'm ronald miller <laughs> <laughs> now,
3: <laughs> okay i dig it I you know uh,
2: it. <laughs> i did a show in the late 90s in um i think it was tucson arizona yes okay and the guy who's driving us to our room uh i'm just sitting right there and i'm staring at a high school yeah and he goes you recognize that high school and i was like nah dude i like i've been out here once in the early 90s and now today you know yeah and he goes oh that's what they filmed that stupid movie can't buy me love and i was like
3: oh, you died
0: <laughs>
2: that's oh. crazy i was like what and i go like, drive me- <laughs> yeah drive me around drive me around you know yeah like uh like you know what's around here um uh remember the high school Buffy the Vampire Slayer and 90210
3: uh, oh you're kidding yeah the high
2: school's over here that's
3: dope oh I was a huge Buffy fan me too you too yes. yeah
2: my favorite holiday is Halloween what's yours
3: yep Halloween I love it
2: <laughs> are you a I March baby it.
3: no my dad is I'm, I'm Aquarius January
2: oh, oh okay yeah okay. <laughs> alright well uh, happy belated birthday
3: thank you I appreciate it
2: <laughs> as, okay.
3: as for a female getting older it's like
2: uh. <laughs> okay yeah I know you have apparel coming out
3: I do Okay I do But I want to
2: ask you something About some apparel That just came out Okay I believe through Nike uh, uh, Alex help me out With this Little Nas X yeah. Okay Okay yeah. He, he released uh, Satanic shoes You heard about that? Oh
3: yes I yes.
2: Okay. I saw it he, on
3: TMZ The Breakfast Club we We're right. talking about it They're made by Mischief Okay oh, okay
2: <laughs> Not Mischief But it, it would actually Michelin.
3: But they, they put the Nike symbol On there But Nike did no, not Put no, it out they made, Right they, they bought the shoes
2: yes okay okay gotcha it supposedly contains a drop of human blood in every shoe or whatever okay some bullshit like that okay and uh has a, sc- a scripture on there when satan fell out of the sky or whatever
3: oh wow okay like, uh, yeah, I, I didn't know, know any was- <laughs> yeah, of. like
2: like i i i don't know like when you see things like that do you see that as an artist publicity stunt
3: um Oh my gosh. I really I really don't know what to make of that. Me neither. I feel like I don't know if it's I feel like in this newer generation, yeah. the Satan is the cool thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of artists that are out now, that's what they rep. Right. You know, the lyrics in their songs, right. you know, the the titles, what you know, every video is that. Um I don't know if it's something that always kind of existed that right. people um, never really talked about but I feel like maybe it's becoming more of the new normal mm-hmm. and more people are jumping on it um, right. if you look into it like I'm like I'm always googling things mm-hmm. and like reading up on you know different stuff and I guess supposedly there's a lot of celebrities that are considered satanists and stuff like that so who knows I'm I I am catholica all the way um, I'm about Christ and you know, right, if, right. whether it's gonna sell me whatever, I stay away from that.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, you know what? It's I just—it's not
3: my thing. But I'm not putting anyone down. If that's what do you? Yeah, you but do It's, you. it's yeah. not for me. I just
2: thought it was kind of weird. I was like, what the
3: hell? but, like, but it's gonna be selling out. I yeah, bet you. I, I, like, I,
2: I truly believe that. And
3: especially these young kids, like they jump all over that. Yeah, my kids aren't allowed to, but. <laughs> <laughs> You let's,
2: let's talk about your apparel what exactly yeah. is it and what is the name of it yes
3: yeah, so back since like myspace i was always saying blessings and besitos to like you know my my tagline on there right. and I always say it to this day so I'm coming out with the t-shirt line um, that says blessings and besitos yes. um, you can go onto my Instagram at Maria 702 and I have photos of the merch and then you just email Merch at gmail.com mm-hmm. and we're, we're placing orders we actually have um, a solid promo prints out in Vegas are going to be doing the t-shirts and they're going to range from small to 3x and uh, right now we're starting with the t-shirts and then eventually we'll be doing you know like hats hoodies whatever booty shorts yeah, yeah booty? so oh, yeah, yeah. I'll but buy booty shorts <laughs> alright yeah, I'll, I'll get you some booty shorts Tony <laughs> not for me to wear uh huh <laughs> I'll sure. buy them for Alex <laughs> okay no,
2: not but your your uh, Instagram's popping up so people can see your Instagram yes. people can follow you Sophia Maria
3: 702
2: yes and when the video is posted up uh, which soon after yes. uh, it'll also be in the description so people can look you up and oh thank you, you. Yeah. I
3: appreciate yeah. you yeah. Thank so you.
2: now uh, um, so that would that the booty shorts are all coming out yes then you have a new song if I'm correct like, I do. You, let's promote it.
3: Okay. So my new single out right now is called you make me cry. Um, Alan Beck was the executive producer. You can go watch the video on my Instagram or my YouTube channel, which is Sophia Maria 702, um, subscribe, like, you know, check comment. out the video. <laughs> yeah. Comment. Thumbs up. <laughs> thumbs up. Hey, give it a thumbs down. I don't care. Just watch the video. <laughs> But no, it's all love So You Make Me Cry It's a it's a song that I love so much Because in all of my career I've always co-wrote a lot of music Or I was you know featuring this and that This is a song that um, Johnny Boy actually got me the beat From his friend KG okay. a KG Cold that makes these beats Very talented young man um, Johnny Boy blessed me with the beat So again, thank you Johnny Boy And I wrote the song myself And produced it and recorded it uh, My friend Carlos Torres um, You can look him under carlos torres films um recorded the music video and we actually it was so funny because i had to turn the video in during covid so we did it at my house oh. and so it's it's interesting but it actually came out dope you know and um it's a song that's you know a being in a relationship with someone and finding out that they were unfaithful mm-hmm. and um and I'm more so saying in the song, you know, you lost everything over a piece of ass, and it's something that my mom used to say all the time. Like, why would he lose everything, his family, everything for one night, or you know, for a piece of ass? Um, so it's definitely uh, in your feels type of song, but it's very relatable. So
2: no, but that's let dope. me know what you think. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Definitely leave a comment and a <laughs> thumbs up. She said thumbs down thumbs, thumbs down.
3: Up. Hey, it's all good.
2: Sus- <laughs> s- subscribe, please subscribe to her YouTube channel. And and, and what is the uh, YouTube YouTube again, Sofia
3: Maria uh, So the my YouTube channel is Sofia Maria seven o two same as my Instagram and it's always seven o two because I'm from Vegas I rep Vegas Sophia yeah. Maria seven o two and you asked me earlier during the break you said is Sophia Maria your real name yes. or a stage name it is my real name and it's so funny because on my birth certificate I don't have a middle name uh-huh. <laughs> it's just Sophia Maria with no middle name and then of course you know it was my my name before I got married. But um yeah so so Sophia Maria that's dope that's dope oh, I thanks. like that I yeah. like that so, it, it gets used to you know it gets used to it
2: but, so. but but I'm glad you made you made that type of song because it's it's true uh, uh, it goes both ways you know because when guys usually cheat they'll have their like their fine wife at home and then they'll go sleep with like with a Felicia you know from like a
3: they'll hit any you know what's so funny I'm gonna get so much shit in the comments and I apologize but I'm very open and I you know sometimes I talk out of my ass but that's me. Um, whenever someone, let me tell you something. Whenever someone says, Oh, like, you don't have to worry about like this kind of person because she's not my type. Or they'll be like, Oh, like, I'm not, girls will be like, I'm not worried about her because like she's not his type.
0: Right. Like,
3: no, like, and this is for, for vice versa too. Right, Cause right. I'm not just trying to attack men or anything, but I believe that someone doesn't have a type when it's a certain time or their mind's only on one thing. Mm-hmm. So they could be like I don't like short girls or freckles and brown hair. Well, at one point in time, if that person sees the short girl with bre- freckles and brown hair and they want something and that girl's willing and open, she's going to be his type. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Yeah. And it's vice versa, but you know,
2: I I saw a meme one time and hmm. it was kind of like a stages in one meme and it said the guy's drinking tequila. The girl's not that good looking. After the next shot, it's, her face is getting blurry. Right. And then the next one, it's not tequila, tequila, te amo. Yeah.
3: <laughs> And then she's Halle Berry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dream I know. Dream till she's
2: cute. Like, she's right. not that big. Bro, bro, she's 300 pounds. She's done. <laughs> and not to make fun of people. but that's that's a, just, Yeah. You
3: know. And, you know, I can only imagine how tough it is for guys because as a woman, I find women attractive and women are beautiful. So, yes. you know, the main thing is don't cheat. You yes. know, don't cheat.
2: So listen to that song. <laughs> you don't want to lose everything for a piece of nalga. Yeah. So, so now uh, you dropped that song. The song is out right now. You yes. have visuals for it. Um, what can we expect 2021 from Sofia Maria? Now that things are opening up, yes. can we expect shows? Can we expect possibly an EP, uh, uh, albums? You know, what, what more can people expect? The clothing, obviously, going could be dropping. Yes.
3: Everything right now, I'm streaming everything. I'm doing singles. So, you know, I'm streaming You Make Me Cry. That's out right now. I have a couple more songs that I'm going to be putting out very soon. Okay. Um, I, there's songs I have out right now with AC the promoter yes. that we did with MC Magic called Hey Girl. We just did a new song called Take Your Picture with RDL. Um, we're, we have a song coming out soon with Bash. Um, I did the song with Coolio and Frost. That's out. You can check it. Uh, check out the links. Um, and then t- touring-wise, I'm going to be touring um, with Alan Beck's PCG. So... I'm going to be touring with with his concerts and the Art LeBeau concerts, you That's know, coming awesome. up. So uh, I'm excited awesome. about that.
2: And you, you're busy.
0: You're busy. I'm try,
3: Yeah, busy between you know my kids. You shout out to Trey Tyson and Gigi, the loves of my life, um, and being a wife. You know, shout out to my husband Chad and um, and with music. Yeah, life is very busy, but you know it's good, and I'm blessed. Yeah, got god on my side and i'm set
2: that's awesome and you know what by the way chad is tall i feel (laughs) short
3: okay guys my husband is six eight and i'm so little i'm like five two
2: i'm six three and i feel like a midget you know (laughs) thanks chad
3: (laughs) thanks a lot
2: (laughs) no okay so now uh uh, two other things anything i didn't ask you anything that you want to share maybe i didn't bring up now was the time
3: um, I think we spoke about everything. I would just say again, you guys hit me up on my Instagram, SophiaMaria 702 um, Send me a comment. Alex, uh, I'll write you up. back as soon as possible. My Facebook, Sophia Maria, And then go check out my music. is available on all music platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music and um yeah and i'm just happy that i'm here again shout out to johnny boy for hooking this up i know yes. he you know he set this whole thing up and it was a pleasure meeting you You know you're an icon you've been in the oh, business for you. a long time and very well respected and i'm thank just you. happy to be here so thank
2: you well i'm happy that you're here thank i'm you. happy that you gave me the the honor and the privilege to interview you i love oh. your story oh, Thank uh, you. but i also want to give a shout out to johnny johnny yes. boy mr las vegas johnny boy. uh mc magic big yes. d much yes. love much respect to you guys and other than that um i think we're pretty much done
3: it's a wrap baby yeah, it, it's
2: a wrap you guys <laughs> gotta drive back
3: and you guys thanks for tuning in i was reading your comments this shit was hilarious hilarious, yeah. huh? <laughs> shit
2: is hilarious. i was
3: like i can mess with this <laughs>
2: <laughs> well the door is always open you guys are welcome to come back anytime whenever Thank you guys you. want to promote something or whatever okay let me know hit Good me up know. And we'll bring you back.
3: All right. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Pleasure Tony. Pleasure meeting
2: you. Pleasure Chad, everyone. Thank Alex you Rodium Radio. Yes. Woo-hoo! Alex for running thank you, shit. Alex. Uh, my son, Beast Gallants, for helping me promote this. And uh, um, the hip hop Jedi, Anthony. So we'll see you guys here Wednesday with another special guest. So we're out of here. You guys got a long drive home.
3: We do. Going back to <laughs> Vegas.
2: Going <laughs> back to Vegas. Eating
3: tacos first Vegas. and some pasta.
2: Awesome. <laughs> we're out of here.